With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The U.S. has ordered millions, I believe it's 13 million, monkeypox vaccines from, uh, from a Nordic country, uh, a company. And I believe they're also basically smallpox vaccines. Which I thought, I thought was kind of weird because we eradicated smallpox, but they decided to order all these vaccines. And I thought it was weird that the bulk of the order has already been manufactured. So for some reason, something happened where this, uh, this company, I believe it's a Danish company, decided that it would be profitable to start mass producing millions of doses of a monkeypox and smallpox vaccine. Well, we are in luck because now we have what is being called a global outbreak. Now, it's a little preliminary. There are, I think, nine countries, one of which there is a suspected case, but in eight, there are confirmed cases of monkeypox. The media is hyping it up a little bit. We've got to break down what it really means. But uh, as much as this may just be shock and fear, you've got an election year coming up. Yeah, it may just be shock and fear. This may be just an attempt to rile people up, invoke fear of the COVID lockdown, and then maybe use that fear to try and help or I should say exploit that fear to win an election. So you got to be careful about what the media is saying about this. So we're going to break down what's going on and what people are saying about the monkey pox outbreak. It's already got its Wikipedia entry. I believe there's 34 confirmed cases. We have a potential case in Manhattan. We have a confirmed case in Massachusetts, 17 potential cases in Montreal, 23 potential cases in Spain. And uh, it's actually scary because if this is the bad monkey pox, the mortality rate is 10%. If it's like the not that bad monkey pox, its mortality rate is just, is less than 1%. So we'll see. We'll talk about that. And then we'll talk about all the other controversies. We got gas prices expected to hit $6 an average per, uh, I'm sorry, $6 per gallon average by August. Twitter has announced new censorship policies and uh, the smear pieces on Elon Musk have dropped. They're accusing him of sexual impropriety. We'll call it that. And then we've got some other funny stories. Uh, uh, the woman from the cover of that Sports Illustrated, the, the, the chunky woman, chunky queen, she's snapped back at Jordan Peterson. So maybe we'll talk about that again. I also tweeted something about fat acceptance. And of course, all the, uh, all these, I guess, fat people are mad at me. I don't know. It's not a political thing. So I'm assuming <laughs> the people who are mad are probably overweight or something. I mean, I, I lost a ton of weight as of November. So, you know, so traitor. Yes, absolutely. Joining us to uh, have a conversation, hang out on this Thursday is Lily Tang Williams. Hi, team. Thanks for having me back. Absolutely. Do you want to introduce yourself? Yes, I'm uh, Lily Tang Williams, actually in the history of New Hampshire, first time. uh, A Chinese immigrant running for Congress in City 2. So I welcome people to check me out, lilytangwilliams.com. I'm on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. That's a win for diversity. I'm sure the Democrats love you. Well. (laughs) (laughs) The way, are you saying they don't actually believe in that? How absurd. An immigrant? Yeah. I, I, a, 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 a female person of color running? I mean, that's, that's everything they should be, they should be proud of. Well, don't write them off yet. I think people have been very nice to me. I do have lots of undeclared independence, even moderate Democrats. I truly believe if they like me, they like my messages, they feel they can trust me, and they could vote for me. 
So you know, we have to keep it positive, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? I hope anyone and everyone who's considering voting for you does. It is great to have you back.、Uh, I am Seamus of Freedom Students. We just uploaded a cartoon today on leftists rediscovering biology. If you guys <laughs> want to check that out, it's in response to Roe v. Wade. I think y'all will enjoy.、It. That's over at Freedom Students. Also, we're going to be launching the Freedom Tunes website on May 30th. Go over there.、Uh, it's still under construction, but you'll be able to put your email address in to get notified when we launch. What's up, everybody? I am Elad. I do a lot of on-the-ground reporting for Timcast. Excited to talk to Lily about her candidacy and a lot of other news that we got coming up. I am very excited for tonight. We love Lily over here. I think this is her third time here. Third time's a charm. She's a lovely lady, and let's get into it. Before we get started, head over to Timcast.com, become a member, and help support our work. As a member, you'll get access access to exclusive segments of the Timcast IRL podcast at 11 p.m. Monday through Thursday. We'll have another one of those up tonight. And you will also be supporting our journalists and our infrastructure because we work with Rumble for all of our infrastructure needs on the website. That means, as a member, you are supporting the alternative technology infrastructure and ecosystem, and we are competing with bit with Silicon Valley big tech, and we are resistant to censorship. So that's another reason to to get behind the work we do, as well as Rumble and, and everyone else in in this space. We have uh, more uh, updates coming on the、uh, coming up. In regards to the infrastructure that we're working on, so don't forget to smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, and let's jump into that first story from the New York Post. The U.S. buys millions of monkeypox vaccines after Massachusetts confirms case. The U.S. has ordered 13 million additional doses of the monkeypox vaccine after a Massachusetts man contracted the rare but potentially severe virus. The massive 119 million dollar order of the Genios jabs. Which can be used to treat both the monkeypox virus and smallpox, was created by the biotechnology company Bavaria Nordic, according to Newsweek. In 2015, the CDC uh, uh, Center for Disease Control approved the use of the Genios as a vaccine for the rare virus. Monkeypox was first discovered in 58. Blah blah blah. Symptoms include fever, headache, body aches, swollen lymph nodes, chills, exhaustion, and in some cases rashes. Within recent years, there have been several flare-ups of the disease. Several of them in the UK. Two cases were imported in the US in 2021. However, If you head over to the Wikipedia entry for the 2022 monkeypox outbreak, I think perhaps we could、um, ask some questions about why it already has a Wikipedia entry、mm. and what's happening this year, where、uh, this kind of story could greatly benefit someone. And well, it's politics. Now, before we get into all that, they're saying the virus strain is the West African clade of the monkeypox virus, which has a mortality rate. My understanding is less than one percent. They say, but however, they do say,、uh, although usually、uh, monkeypox generally presents with similar symptoms to smallpox, although usually milder. However, the case fatality rate for monkeypox may still be as high as high as ten percent without prompt treatment.、And、if you go down, we have the UK, Spain, Portugal, the US, Sweden, Italy, Belgium, Canada, and France. Now, in Canada and France, there are suspected cases, not confirmed cases, but in the seven other countries, we have confirmed cases totaling thirty-four. Perhaps it's nothing. Right? Perhaps this is just something that happens every year, and maybe the media is latched onto it because it'll generate clicks. Maybe it can be used to scare people for an election, or maybe they just purchased 13 million monkeypox vaccines for a reason. I told Luke Rutkowski on the show, what was this before January? I thought we'd see a lockdown this year because of the midterms, and the Democrats didn't have anything else. He said, "No, they're gonna, they're not gonna do it. They're not gonna do it." They can't, and I. And then after a few months, I said, "You know what? I think Luke's right. They're pulling the, the lockdowns back." I still think it would be a stretch that they would lock down over this. 
But when you've got a virus and they're going around saying a 10% mortality rate, I wonder if they'll actually try and pull off another lockdown. I think we need to take all potential pandemics very seriously, but um, the issue here right now is that the trust in the CDC is at an all-time low, so I think information surrounding this virus is going to be very untrusted and maybe rightfully so. Again, we already have like a Wikipedia page about this. Um, I think at one point it said it's endemic in Nigeria. Symptom, um, yeah. Well, some people from Nigeria have gotten it, but uh, the West African played of the monkeypox virus is uh, what they're saying now. Yeah, so I remember thinking originally when they had like the 14 days to stop the spread that we wouldn't be able to sustain that in our public, wouldn't be able to, you know, wouldn't put up with that. And I was so off base with what that was. So I, I don't know what's going on with this. What do you guys think? Well, I think uh, people should learn enough from past two years. What is our trust level today on the media or our government agencies, right? There's, it's very low. And I ha still have lots of questions never got answered. And we're still waiting for more and more evidence, more truth to come out. And, uh, this, this kind of stuff, you know, like uh, we, we have always, always left, you know, with lots of stuff in the past. And I think people are ready to move on, have no more life back. There's still lots of mental health issues our children, our people have not even got resolved yet. I have a friend who's got lung COVID. She cannot have solutions. She's still coughing. So I, I'm i just not really ready for this. You know, I hope people will have more questions instead of jumping into what the media is saying, you know. Yeah, I would agree. And I think a lot of people aren't going to jump to what the media is saying, even if this does turn out to be something substantial and it really is a risk. People aren't going to be willing to trust the media and the CDC and for good reason, because they spent the last two years completely undermining any credibility they may have had with the American people. I'm just I'm just imagining Fauci, you know, when the news broke, he was like, thank you. <laughs> and he's like he's he opens his closet and there's just a whole bunch of different masks. Puts his top like, hat on and his cane. He starts singing. It's but he's like he picks out his tie and then he also pulls out all he's got all the masks lined up. And there's like different pens. Like, mm, and I'll take this one. Then he puts it on and he gets ready. And how many people will still call him now? King Fauci. I don't know. <laughs> well, he did say he would resign if Donald Trump got elected. Oh, really? Yeah. So everybody was like, okay. Hey. Vote for him. So we'll vote for Donald, John, Donald Trump in 2024 yeah. to vote against Fauci and Joe Biden? Heck Ooh. yeah. Wild. Why would he campaign for Trump like that? It's crazy. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> I'm kind of questioning who this could potentially help politically, this becoming a big story in the news. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And the only people I could write, like, initially think that this could help is the people who effed up big time during the COVID pandemic. Mm. And, you know, with, with certain lockdowns, who does this help? You know, we kind of memory hold, you know, the origin of COVID and holding people yep. responsible for COVID who may have let it out or, you know, helped exacerbate mm. the issue around the planet. So this could potentially help them. I also know it's, it's called monkeypox. So maybe this is just like an anti-monkey lobbyist group because I know with, you know, the China virus, we were concerned about hate crimes because of that. And now why are they calling this monkeypox? It's a little bit insensitive. Well, because it was first isolated monkeys. Oh, 
That makes too much sense. So I pulled up Reddit. Well, I was told Corona was first isolated in a bat. That's right. So Right. So when I pulled up Reddit, you take a look at the comments. Someone comments on why. He says, I don't understand why so many comments are being removed. And uh, the, the response is, all I know is COVID-19 started just like this. News of infections all over Europe, then to the U.S., but it's contained. And then all of a sudden, bam, lockdown. I expect anything to happen nowadays. And then uh, someone said, well, we have two years of contact tracing, so we should be able to easily find out exposure. Oh, yeah, right. Also, wait, I just want to make a point. I was making a joke earlier, but I actually still want to correct this. I said isolated in a bat. It was never isolated in a bat. They just said it came from a bat oh, right. when they were talking it, about in COVID. In New York City, they just changed the COVID alert to high, and people are already prepared to start masking again. So if this spreads even a little bit, some places in the country are willing to lock down over relatively small things again. And and are happy to. So and China, also, and China, one quarter of population under COVID lockdown for Omicron. You know, it's like we'll talk about something else is coming. You're talking about $18 trillion economy in China. One quarter of them are under lockdown. And we're going through food shortages, supply issues, and people have no access to medicine, medical care, and they're committed suicide. Mm. And we don't see the lots of report on that and condemn this kind of inhuman treatment of, of their citizens. And now we're talking about this. It's, like, it's an insane world. You know, we talked about the uh, the rat hope experiment before. Mm. So this was where the guy puts the rat in the cylinder full of water. The rat can't get out. And then within 15 minutes, it just gives up and then sinks to the bottom and dies. But then he puts another rat in after right, right when it's about to give up and it starts sinking. He pulls it out, dries it off, lets it rest, mm-hmm. picks it up, puts it back in. This time, the rats would swim for an average of 60 hours because they thought, there was hope that if they just waited, somebody would, would pull them out. And I'm feeling like this is what we're bumping into. After COVID, you know, we get two years of this insanity. Everybody's about to lose their mind. And then all of a sudden everything goes back to normal. Now you get monkeypox. And what's to say, I'm not saying it will happen. If they lock down, people are going to be like, I can handle, I can handle the lockdown. We know if we just wait long enough, eventually we'll, we'll get through this. And then this time it'll be five years. Five years of weird lockdown, people starving, locked in their homes, doors welded shut, like what's going on in China right now? I know. It's like two years ago, right? Wuhan lockdown, like 13 million people. Now Shanghai is 25 million. And and the whole country, 45 cities, you're talking about 370 million people under lockdown. And they censor all the information, like how many people are dying of lack of food, medical care, and access to medicine, and how many people committed suicide. There are lots of videos on WeChat. As soon as I get to it, say, no, it's gone. This violates our regulation. It sounds like there's some notice I would get from Facebook, you know. And it, it just, it's so sad for me to say because I have lots of friends in Shanghai. I went to college there. I worked there for seven years total time in Shanghai. And uh, imagine those people who supported economic reform, had a good life and retired now, and they have money and they cannot buy food. And uh, I have one friend even commented, I, I get it now. Why Americans hold on to their guns? Mm. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> even Chinese get it now. It's like because they got locked down by the wires, electrical wires on their steps to go out. So they cannot get out, even get some fresh air. And totally rely on government delivery food. Who gets the priorities if you have 25 million people? Of course, people who are high up with connections. It's madness. And the farmers see their vegetables dying of getting rotten because there's a total breakdown between the food supply and to the end user customers. So 
roads are blocked. You have to have mass massive testing, so people cannot get to the food. And the people have power. Guess what they do? They hoard food or they sell for very high prices.、Mm-hmm. And and those people who wear white clothes, you see all those terrible videos. Guess their new names? It's white guards、mm-hmm. instead of red guards under Mao's、wow. China. Oh, wow. White, white guards,、guns. yes, and they're total nuts, very suckish. One girl was raped by leaving alone,、yes. and the white guard come in and、uh, not just raped her, but also kill her. Mom is like, "Please help! My daughter is dead." And it's like it's so heartbroken. You know that's why I'm running. I I don't want this ever come to America. I think New Hampshire is relatively safe, but it's it, it's mostly because of people like you and the Free State Project. Because New Hampshire is moving for, like closer and closer to freedom, further and further away from the establishment, the authoritarianism. But I would not be surprised if、uh, we got a lockdown under this. And it's and it's early. It's early. This could be a blip, and then within a week, there's no story. It's gone, and it was like false alarm. Everybody. I just kind of feel like when I saw that they already made a Wikipedia entry for it, I'm like somebody with time and energy decided to make an entry for an outbreak when we're at 34 cases. Is that really a global outbreak? Is that I guess so, I guess so. So、uh, I'm just I just wonder. Well, the plan is a lot bigger than just oh recently it showed up in Wikipedia. Think about the former KGB guy Yuring, what he said 40 years ago.、Mm-hmm. He died, you know, and、uh, he said、uh, the communists will infiltrate into America, and they're gonna take two generations to bring down United States America. Why two generations? Is it well? You got to have four steps. Number one step is、uh, demoralize a society,、mm-hmm. then destabilize it. Then you go through crisis and crisis situations. Then you trying to normalize it, but when they trying to normalize it, your rights and freedom are all gone. It's their normalization. I'm I'm terrified to say. There's this craziness going on in the world. I I know New Hampshire is great. That's why I moved there. But I'm worried about the whole country because I have three children who were born in this country. They're living in other states right now. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not sure we can we can pull back. I think maybe we've gone off the edge of the cliff a long time ago, and now it's a free fall. Right. With just uh, we we've been demoralized. Now we're destabilized, and I don't think there is a coming back because. There's just too many people in this country that don't care to know, but want power. And when you take ignorant people, lazy ignorant people, who desire power because they think they're smarter than you, they destroy things.、They're, these are the kind of people that you know. We're in a car and we're, we're driving straight towards the edge, about to go off the cliff, and you got the person on the right side and the person on the left side. And the person on the right keeps saying, "Stop." Turn, turn, turn. The person on the left is like, "No, I'm right. I know what I'm doing," and then、mm-hmm. straight off the edge of the cliff. But their part of the plan is called、uh, indoctrination of the youth, take away parental rights. Kids belong to the state and believe、mm-hmm. in Marxism and socialism and free stuff. And guess who are they today? Social justice warriors, work、mm-hmm. activists, or whatever you call them. At the I don't know. It's it's really we have to blame ourselves, our educational system. Really, when you think about it, Hong Kong people, young people, go out to risk their life to protest, want to democracy, want freedom, and 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 even want the Second Amendment. Our young people here, please have more gun control. Take my guns away. Well, just, 
I, I agree. And sadly, it's not just the young people. It's the older people who don't really care about the young and aren't really interested in protecting the youth. So, for example, we have a CDC report which said youth suicide attempts soared uh, during the pandemics. I mean, you lock kids in their homes. You take away normal social settings and situations. They're going to be more likely to get depressed. We also know that they had mask mandates for children. In New York, children were the last people who were still required to wear masks. They're still required to wear them now. Right now. Exactly. And so adults aren't doing their responsibility in protecting children from this kind of stuff. And you would think those are the most vulnerable Mm -hmm. of our society, little young kids who don't know what's going on, lose valuable time of learning years. I heard kids who are under four, they lost two years to speak properly because Mm -hmm. everybody's wearing a mask and, you know, hide their faces, cannot develop the social skills. And they're going through speech therapy right now. Mm -hmm. It's like even an article published by the, uh, The Atlantic. It's like, uh, my kids need speech therapy. Exactly. And so I think we've seen this. One of the, the strategies of the communist movement is to try to break down the family. And so it's going in both directions. Firstly, you see it is very much the case that children don't respect their parents anymore. And they look to the states to find solutions. They look to the state to find solutions to problems rather than to the family structure. And also, of course, as I just mentioned, parents are not really interested in protecting their children either. This really goes in both directions. The family has very much been chipped away at from every angle. I want to make a point on that, but I do want to make a point on the speech thing real quick. You ever watch a TV show and the volume is just a little too low, but you can tell what they're saying by how their mouth is moving. And then you like look down at your phone and now all of a sudden the clear words become that seeing the mouth movements really does. we, We are, we are verbal and visual communicators, vocal and visual. And all these kids now, these little kids, all they saw was masks. Mm hmm. So their, their, their brain was like not getting the full communications experience. Now these kids, like you mentioned, they're in therapy or they're going to grow up and they're going to be stunted. Yeah. So going back to what you were saying about the family, I mean, uh, absolutely. And I, I agree that a lot of parents, um, well, I'll, I'll say it myself. I don't think a lot of parents care about their kids. No. I think they uh, uh, care about them in a, in a superficial way. But I'm surprised to hear these stories every day where it's like, look, we had this video from Libs of TikTok where a mother says my 15-year-old daughter was given pornographic material to do an assignment on and she was mortified. And when she tried reading the assignment, they told her to stop talking because it was too vulgar for the meeting. And this is like the fifth story we've seen about this. And she was like, my daughter was given this. Where were the other parents? Huh. Why was just this one mother speaking mm-hmm. about this? Where were, how many parents, how many kids are in a school, right? You've got, you've got what, a thousand maybe? or more, shouldn't there be hundreds of parents showing up being like, why were my children given this? No, they're not, they're not showing up. They have no idea. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's insane to me. Just look, I, I get it. I don't have kids, but my, when I grew up, my parents asked me about school all the time. How was school? What did you learn? And they would ask me questions and they would give me answers just the idea that you'd come home and they'd be like, meh, and have no idea what the mm-hmm. teachers were, were, that were grooming you for. I know it's sad when when we raise our three children. You know, we they went to public school and in um, Douglas County, Colorado. We know that uh, we have to have family dinner together every night, mm-hmm. and then we talk to them about school, and then we ask them actually tough questions. So they have to tell us what's going on, what the teacher t- learn, you know taught them. So we have to basically program them. You have to do this as families. You know, if you cannot afford private school, you cannot afford a home school, you got to have a conversation with your kids. 
you know, I, I, you cannot just treat school as babysitters. Go to school, hours, hours long, and then we do our business, we do our work, and the kids come home. There's a very funny meme, like some kids go to college at the age of 18 and come back, look like total car marks. <laughs> <laughs> well, there goes your student loan money, you pay for it. <laughs> I, I just, I, I wonder if it's, it's a communist plot or if it's just, Dominoes falling over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you look at uh, the seventies with um, women's liberation, right? A lot of people don't understand. I think it was nineteen seventy four. Pre nineteen seventy four, women couldn't get credit cards without uh, their husband's signature. So it's like you're not married. Too bad. Something like that. Fact check me on that one. Yeah, I mean, but I, I've heard a lot of those stories. But we do know that in the late seventies, more and more women started to enter the workplace. All of a sudden, the workforce doubles. Well, if the supply of workers doubles, but the demand stays the same, workers are going to be losing out because they have no negotiating power. All of a sudden now, uh, women who could work didn't have to, now have to, because wages are stagnant and now you need two incomes to support your family. Now, without anyone to take care of the family, you need somewhere to put your kids. But you can't afford daycare, so public schools come around. Now your kids are handed off to the state. The next step is these kids are raised by the state employees, like at literal agents of the state, and they grow up. Now you've got the millennial generation, which is split between many, I don't know, average people and then a whole bunch of pro-government socialist kids. Uh, I'm not going to call them adults. They're, they're still, they're, they're old children. We'll call it that. And now they're advocating for an expansion upon the government controlling more and more your lives. But why? They were raised by the government. They weren't raised by their parents. They were raised in government institutions. That's freaky to me. And their teachers are trained by Marxist professors in teachers' colleges. You know, how many teachers' college in the country so those teachers can become our kids' teachers? And when I, when I go to school, talk about cultural revolution, how many people died under mouse communism, and all the details, horrors. Some teachers who are Democrats said, oh, Lily, we, we never knew that. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. So if they don't know, how do they teach our kids real history? Or is it there, like a left side of story of history? 100 million people died under 100 years of communism. And, and some people will say, they did not do that right. They did not do the socialism companies. Like, how many people are you going to experiment with this ideology? I wonder if you got Bill Gates in private, you know, and he knew that he was safe, what he would say about the communist dictatorships. He's a guy who's given talks saying we need to reduce population growth. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, I, and I wonder because certainly the communists effectively reduced population growth, you know, by exterminating hundreds, a hundred million people, which is horrifying. 
And then their one-child uh, policy as well. Uh, right, right, right. And starving to death. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not accusing Bill Gates of anything. I'm. I'm genuinely curious what he might think of that, because if he's a utilitarian, and he seems to be, I'd imagine he'd be like, well, you know, positive outcome, I guess. By the way, I, I just want to mention, so I did just a little bit of Googling here since you mentioned the thing about women not being able to get credit cards. What I'm reading is that it was the case that before there was an anti-discrimination law, a, a bank could deny uh, them a credit card. I'm not sure how often it happens. Yeah. One website is saying that they could face a barrage of questions when trying to get a credit card that men wouldn't face, but I'm not like seeing any numbers on how common but, it was. But also, people need to understand this because I see feminists say all the time, they're like, did you know that women couldn't get credit cards unless their husband signed off on it? It's like, did you know that women mostly weren't working? So the bank would be like, how do you intend to pay for this? And they'd be like, my husband has a job. And they'd be like, okay, well, then your husband needs to certify this. That doesn't sound as nefarious now, does it? Yeah. To follow up on those millennial parents, um, I think, feel like there's a few things at play here. First of all, there's more single parents than ever before, and I feel like millennials have become more willing to embrace that. And another video that I saw from Libs from TikTok, who's doing an extraordinary job and probably one of the most influential people in our, our parts of, of the political space, but it was this one mother in a dressing room with her child. Do uh, you, you guys know what I'm yeah, talking about horrible, with this dress? Horrible. And at the end of every sentence, she would say, she would just be like, right, you love this dress, right? Like, you picked out this dress wow. right like you feel good and you want to buy this dress they make fun of you at school you know they make fun of me too and then it like pans to herself and it's her smirking so it's like a lot of these single i don't know if she's a single parent but it's a lot of these single parents these millennial people projecting their beliefs onto their children and it was a non-binary looking type millennial mother and they were just so willing to experiment and also like this idea that wearing dresses makes you a girl and like a child would understand that as a concept that wearing a dress makes you think you somehow want to transition to a girl is so crazy and unfathomable unless you project so much of your gender ideology onto this child. Well, but crazy well, video. Also, I mean, if she's not a single parent, that father should be unbelievably ashamed. I mean, functionally, she is. I just, I just want to say, um, I feel, I feel bad for people who didn't have two parents. I, yeah. I, I mean that genuinely. I, yeah, I know, I know people who were in single family homes, and I'm just like. The people that I knew with, who grew up with just their dad or just their mom and their parents are good people trying really, really hard. They, they did not have that, uh, uh, two parent privilege, we'll call it. It's that, twice yeah. as much time, twice the income. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, uh, learning how to bake cookies with your mom. It's playing ball with your dad yeah. or playing ball with your mom and baking cookies with your dad. Maybe mm -hmm. your dad's a, a famous chef or baker. Mm -hmm. Maybe your mom's a sports manager or, you know, in the, in business. The or she's is, a stay at home mom who's right. giving you individualized attention and caring for you. I remember, you know, just the, the, it's, I could not imagine not having a mom and a dad. You know, how high is, uh, talk about black Americans and their family destructions and cause their kids no role models in the home, no dads, live on welfare. You know, the, I heard it's like 70% of, uh, you know, black family households are led just by single mothers. Where are the fathers? And where are those role models for their children? They're, 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 those young boys, they, 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 they're stuck in, in their schools and they have no way to get quality education because Democrat control the school district do not allow school choice. And then they get bored and they have no interest in school. And they become gangs and they get arrested and thrown into jail for years and years. It's, I've, it's horrible. We, but they don't talk about this when they talk about Black Lives Matter. Let's talk about the cost of their, Poverty and their high crime rate. The the opposition of school choice is is one of the most shocking things to me, because I'm, I'm confused. You've got a, a low income neighborhood of any race, 
And the parents are like, we have no choice but to send our kids to a low income school with low income teachers, with no resources, with school choice. They could literally just go to the next town over, which may be wealthier and be like, we choose this school. And then that money goes to the school and the school gets bigger. And the good schools then grow and can bring in the lower income kids into the better schools. Why do they, why do they oppose that? Well, because lots of teachers unions opposed to it. So Mm -hmm. when people say, oh, you know, and we, we really worry concerned for the people of color. Well, in Democrat controlled cities, states, they, are in the pockets of teachers' unions and who donate lots of money for their re-elections, right? And the teachers' union, you see how they behave during the COVID. They want to use the school reopening as a negotiation and mm-hmm. condition to say, you kids are not going to come back to school until we get what we want in Los Angeles. It's all Marxist agenda. Exactly. It's you guys, horrible. It's, I mean, it's, it's such an incredibly powerful union because they can literally keep your children hostage. They say, well, we're not going to be giving them an education unless you meet our demands. And yeah. it's really unfortunate because, I, you know, I am not against collective bargaining. I think unions can be great. The teachers' unions are not. They are the perfect example of how it can absolutely become the case that a union just ends up being an organization which protects the weaker workers from the better workers who would outperform them and receive more promotions. And so when you see them opposing school choice, my thought is these teachers are constantly complaining about lower wages. Well, wouldn't it be the case that if we had school choice and educational institutions had to compete for students, they would also have to compete for good teachers so that they can ensure a decent educational quality and get kids to go there. So if you are a good teacher, school choice isn't a threat because good schools will want you and you'll have more options as well outside of the public school system. Give you an example, D.C. Teachers Union shut down the very popular charter school in D.C. because all the black families and children, they're waiting in long line to get into this charter school, but they shut that down. Do they really care about people of color? Like they claim, and they're trying to teach critical race theory into all 14,000 school districts. Say that you're oppressed if you're people of color, but do you really care about people of color to strive to get out of poverty, except sitting there being pressed and say we are victims? If you really care about them, then you got to lift them up by having educational choice for parents, for kids. I feel very strongly about it. It's my top three issues. Defend the parental rights and parental choice. Otherwise, you know, those kids are stuck in the inner poor performing schools and there's no competition. And you can throw all the money you want to from taxpayers at it and they do not improve in terms of testing schools, nope. you know, testing scores and the quality education. At the same time, they're taught, oh, equity, equity. So government gave me some. Yeah. How do they take a personal responsibility to become like entrepreneurs, become good in math and ratings and science? And they're competing with the other country kids for lots of good jobs right now. But yeah. instead, they're focused on, you know, crap their teaching school. Yeah. Moreover, yeah. the way that they're saying that they're helping these students are actually hurting. It's coming at the cost of other students. So a lot of ways that they're saying they're helping black and brown people in these communities is by getting rid of the upper class um, classes, the honor classes, because they say that it racially divides children because more in white Asian ch- tend to be in the honors classes. And therefore, if we see any, you know, not a direct reflection of population in class sizes and how it's distributed, it's automatically racist. So what do they say? They just get rid of the honors classes and then they say they're helping everybody but really it just comes at the cost of our our best students mm-hmm. that's why chi- like aging americans families are 
gear moving into more and more voting for Republicans because they value education, they value their kids and quality of their education. Now they say all this stuff. Oh, my kids' AP class is canceled, and also aging children when they're trying to apply for Harvard, Yale, they get discriminated because there's quotas. They, they, they're too excellent. You cannot go if you, you know, you have to wait at the bottom of the line once the quotas is gone and the DOJ dropped the lawsuit against Yale. When, when the aging parents sued Yale to say, you're discriminating against our, against our kids based on skin color because they're aging. But yeah. instead of look at the individual meritocracy, which this country is supposed to be, and the left will say, oh, you agents are too rich. Oh, it's about a class, economical class. Mm-hmm. It's a, classical Marxist theory that it's, oh, we have highest income in the country than white. So now in Washington State, if you're aging children, you're supposed to go to the white group mm-hmm. because you, you you make too much money. Well, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think part of this is a, a symptom of how completely economically illiterate the left is. So it seems to me as if they more or less see the economy as something which serves us by giving people busy work to keep them focused on other things all day. They don't actually understand how supply chains work. That's part of why they they had no apprehensions about shutting the entire economy down. They don't understand where goods and services really come from and the fact that the work people do in our economy is important. And so they will look at any particular field and they'll say, hmm, we need to make sure that this is equitable. We need to make sure that we see a perfect demographic breakdown of the population here. Otherwise, it's unfair. Instead of going, oh, well, given that the purpose of an economy is to deliver goods and services, These people are in this field because they found their way there because they're best at doing it. And maybe it is better for us to have people who are good at jobs do them instead of shoehorning people into positions or out of them based on their ethnic identity. And one more thing I want to mention is the left has constantly claimed that they are the party and the ideology of education and higher learning. Firstly, they have flat out lied about that for years. They've claimed that uh, we're constantly slashing funding for education. It's literally not true. Federal spending per pupil has increased every single year since 1970. Test scores have not increased. And by the way, that's an increase in funding adjusted for inflation as well. And so with all of this extra money we've been spending on education at the federal level, what are they doing? Like you said, Cutting gifted classes, giving fewer children opportunities to excel. It's yeah. sickening. It's interesting because we keep hearing about this potential Asian backlash against the Democratic Party, but I don't know if it's ever come to fruition because these cases against like Yale and Harvard have been going on for, I feel like, almost a decade now. We're also seeing hate crimes towards Asians in a lot of different communities that we're waiting to see this backlash from, also on the education front. But I, I don't know. Well, what percentage of the United States is Asian? I think it's relatively small, but in certain areas they have, I think they're um, gathered around the coasts mostly, so in specific areas they might have outsized influence. As I understand, in New York City and Chinatown, Asians are, uh, the Chinese specifically are some of the least politically involved. Um, and they refuse, they don't refuse to vote, but they just don't. And it's interesting because there's a lot of reasons for that. The system that they came from in China, obviously they didn't have the opportunity to vote in the past. Also, there's this language barrier that exists still in a lot of these Chinese immigrant communities. So there's a lot of factors 7%. going on. 7%. 7%. And, so and, seven percent. Seven percent. In New Hampshire, is uh, aging Americans is three percent, but it is yeah. the second largest minority group. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm not sure that the Democrats are worried about seven percent. Yeah. When we, when they were talking about, uh, Bill Maher was talking talking about student debt forgiveness. Bill Maher said 13% of Americans have student debt, not a large group. And he's outright saying like, why, why would we be focused on this 13%? Well, Asians are seven. 
Mm-hmm. I certainly think the Democrats don't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've mentioned this on the show many times. When I was younger, I was told never to check Asian off on any form when I asked my, for, for mm-hmm. my, ask for my race because I was told you will be discriminated against mm-hmm. based on the assumptions they make about Asians. So you're better off just push, putting, you know, white down or something. But they use us when they want to advance their agenda called stop aging hate. Right. Mm. You know, <laughs> white are racist. White supremacists are attacking aging. So according to DOJ data, 2018, most of crimes happened against the agents. You know what? There are people of color. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Asians are also scared to talk about this. One rep, uh, his name is John Liu, um, mm-hmm. in lower Manhattan. I've spoken to him about this. And what did he say when he was trying to address these hate crimes? He was telling me about like education classes. Mm-hmm. I also think there's an issue here with influential Asian people in the culture, in media, unwilling to call out this crime specifically because they're scared to get labeled, because they're scared to get labeled racist. Mm-hmm. And um, yep. it's it's a sad fact of reality. Well, it's, uh, it's very sad for me. I have been telling people, I see similarities between Mao's cultural revolution and with what's going on in today's America. And in Instead of we use a, uh, you know, classes here, just use races. It's everything's about race. Everything's about your skin color instead of your diversity of ideas and thoughts, personality and skills and knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. I will, I love diversity, like you said. You know, we're all part of a diversity, but they only talk about diversity of the skin color, mm-hmm. which is, which is wrong. Not. And it's also, not. well, and not only that, they only talk about diversity of skin color when they consider it to be uh, advantageous to them or diversity of ethnicity when it's advantageous to them. We were just mentioning the fact yep. that they want fewer Asian students in universities. And you mentioned the uh, Asian hate and that there's hate crimes against Asians. Well, this is just the inevitable byproduct of critical theory as applied to race. When you spend decades telling the black community that the white community is only successful and only doing well because they have stolen something from you, that instills in the psyche of the general public that if any group of people is outperforming another group of people, it is because they have victimized that group. So the inevitable conclusion from that kind of logic is that Asian people have cheated in some way. So the expectation is that we would see more crimes against them. Mm-hmm. It's oh, horrific, this, oh, but it, it's an insane ideology based on greed and envy, and it is to blame for these hate crimes. There's no question you know, about it. You know what's really funny? That there are stereotypes and tropes about Asian parents. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. 
Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. You watch any comedy show and the Asian parent is demanding of their of their kid to get better grades. You know, a Futurama, uh, I had the joke, I think it was Futurama. Are you a doctor yet? Or was that, uh, what was it? No, it was a different show. Anyway, the, the, the point is, it we might all, have been Futurama. Might have been Futurama. Oh yeah, if you don't get a straight A, you better explain to your parents why you did not get a straight A. <laughs> so, I know so, my, so, my so, kids will complain about me. There's, <laughs> there's what they call positive discrimination stereotype against Asians, that the Asian parent is a strict academic. And then all of a sudden they're like, how come Asians make more money? We should, we should, uh, imagine this. Your parents are strict and tell you to work hard, study hard, and get into the best school. So the school says, make it harder. So what? What's what's the outcome then? The parents should be like, it doesn't matter if you work hard because the school is not going to let you in anyway. Mm-hmm. And then once the scores start dropping, they'll be like, ah, okay, now we can let them back in because they're not doing as well. It's yeah. insane. The thing is, though, and, and traditionally, culture-wise, that the uh, aging parents always value education because that's the only way they can get out of poverty. Look at the Chinese people who come from China, like me, who started with nothing. And because of the education, the skill, the degree we got, we get good jobs, we start our own business, we work their butt off and to achieve American dream. We're not rich, we have no connection in this country, we have no social status, we have no inheritance money in this country. It is a hard work ethics make us successful. And you, I have seen parents from China running a restaurant. Look how hard work that is. Seven days a week, no vacations. They send their kids $50,000 a year to Harvard. And now it's like, oh, my kids cannot get in no matter how high their ACT is. And now even take ACT might be racist. Now, <laughs> now this is this is a question I I, I would love to see. It answered. is by we, the way. We, we I, have I, the uh, trope it, of we have the trope of the student going to college and then coming back with their head shaved and and purple hair. What would happen to a kid who's in an Asian family? The Asian parents are very strict, saying you better score really high in the SATs. You're going to go to Harvard. And then they score really, really well, and they're wearing like a suit and tie, and they, they go off to the university, and then come home to their Asian family with their head shaved, purple hair, and they're wearing like cut-off sleeves and like sweatpants, and they're like, whatever, Dad, I don't care anymore. Call me Janet. <laughs> uh, I want to mention, you said that something about the ACTs, there are, or SATs, there are people who consider the SATs and ACTs to be racially biased, so they are considered racist as well. You know, I'm or, any disparity, any disparity any, that mm-hmm. exists... But but here's something you might not know. Canceling academic achievement excellence is what Mao did during China's Cultural Revolution. One guy, after Cultural Revolution, like a school reopened, he was taking a test, and he said, I don't care about this. I'm going to turn in my test blank. So he got a big zero, right? Guess what? He's a glorious. They made him a hero. <laughs> <laughs> and his name is Zhang Tieshen. I remember that very well. So now I'm seeing the same thing happen in this country. Canceling individual excellence in academic, in science, in art, in comedy shows. Can you say why I'm warning people this is a cultural revolution happening yeah. in America? Yeah. The I scary thought, stuff. Tim, you mentioned how um, a lot of these Asian immigrants' uh, parents are sending their kids to college. They're coming back head <laughs> no, shaved. No, 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 I'm not saying they are. I'm saying yes. I'm, I wonder what that – like it's one thing if you're a liberal you know, American and your kid comes back and they're, they're doing all of these things and they believe all this weird stuff. And these liberals are going to be like, oh, very progressive of you, honey. 
But for like a strict conservative Asian parent for that to happen to their kids, they might be like, what? I'm not saying this is the exact same thing, but I want to draw a parallel. But the Cultural Revolution was actually led by the youth, right? In, in China's Red Garth. The, the Red Garth were all the youth in the schools that were the leaders of this. So that same parallel that we're seeing in the universities that happened in China, we are seeing to some degree here as well. Because kids are going to college becoming more indoctrinated, coming back to their home, and the parents don't understand what their kids came But they don't know from. the history. That's what I'm yeah. saying. They even don't know. They were, well, some they of them were... praise it. I know people who think yeah. what's happening in China and what's happened in the past is a good thing. I know people online on Twitter. I feel like it's easy to find people denying that the Tian- Tiananmen Square massacre even happened. So we do, wow, we are seeing a lot of that wow, stuff. that uh, if they were in this country, they even deny that. It's like, uh, we should shoot them a tank, man. Mm. <laughs> so you... What's uh? We've heard a lot of stories about Chinese spies coming to the United States and taking action against Chinese citizens who are now living in the United States. Mm-hmm. Has this has anything happened to you? I mean, you're running for office. You're, you're gaining a lot of influence. You believe in freedom. You're speaking out against the CCP quite a bit. Is this something you've noticed? Well, my last time, honestly, went to um, see my family and friends in China was 2015. I bought air ticket to go back 2019, but by then I was already big on social media and going to schools, educate people about horrors of communism. And somehow they found my English page and they started to come to my social media, threaten me and said, you better not ever come back to China. So 2019, I wasn't running for anything. I was just an educator, inspirational speaker. So I, I, I told my husband, he said, you better not go back by yourself because I have to work and we were getting ready to move to New Hampshire. If you disappear, they let you in, they don't look, don't let you come back. What I'm going to do? So I wasn't, I wasn't anybody. So I was just like small cabbage, you know, no, you know, not famous. And I said, okay, I'll cancel my trip. So, and now I'm running as a Republican candidate and still be consistent, speak out against CCP. When I was uh, giving speech in Utah near Salt Lake City, one Chinese man showed up in his 30s and uh, paid $75, tape my whole talk, then tell people at the table, you are all being brainwashed by her. Our leaders in China are not elected. They are like our fathers. So so that table people told me later, Lily, did, did he come to say hi? I said, no, I never met him. I don't know who he is. And I tell my Chinese friends, of course, he's spy. Don't put your location now on social media so they can show up and troll you. And the worst comes, they can attack you. So now I say, okay, like um, I, I didn't tell people I'm coming here today, tonight, <laughs> until afterwards, you know, it's, uh, well, I feel like I have friends worry about my safety. They say, don't run for Congress, do something else. I say, well, if I want my message to be heard by people in this country and the free world, even people who are voiceless inside the China, I'm the best person to tell the truth and speak truth to the power. Just keep that in mind. They've been targeting me and trying to discredit my campaign and call me a China spy. Wow. <laughs> and uh, so I, I was telling t- teams like just believe me me i will never disappear okay and i will never kill myself i don't have any mental health issues yeah. 
Can we also get your reaction to the church shooting that happened in California from this apparently guy who I'm reading from the Taipei Times right now that says the suspect was tied to a pro-Chinese um, group and there was this heroic Taiwanese man. He was this doctor who um, rushed the shooter. Um, this has gotten a lot less coverage than other mass shootings that have occurred. So could you... It was the Chinese against Chinese, right? Well, <laughs> Taiwanese. Taiwanese, yeah. yeah no, yeah. but uh, they speak right. Mandarin too. Asians aren't a monolith. Yeah, um, right, right. So. They don't report it. What happened? happens is that I'm saying that uh, they have infiltrated into this country since the uh, Confucius Institute started like uh, 18 years ago. Mm-hmm. The last one just closed on campus of U- University of uh, New Hampshire mm-hmm. like uh, end of last year. And they were allowed infiltrate into our schools and colleges to indoctrinate our children, make China look glorious. And also the Chinese newspapers can distribute to our Congress people in the Capitol Hill long, long ago called the People's Daily. They pay money to put that newspaper insert into our newspaper here in the United States, give to our Congress people. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about infiltration. I have a Chinese human rights activist. He almost got killed in California. Wow. Recently, Five Chinese spies were indicted by DOJ. Three were arrested. And one of them is American, not yeah. even Chinese. So wow. don't, don't assume they're just like, look like me. They don't. They are everywhere. Last, a few years ago, I read an article. There were over 30,000 CCP spies. All shapes and all colors, all people. And there is something to say, too, about the amount of Chinese immigrant students that come here just for a few years and end up going back and forth for a bit. I know COVID did put a little bit of a dent in that, but this is only the spies that we know about, if we can only imagine how mm. many of these that we don't. So. Well, some of them, there are two kinds of students. One come by themselves on their family money, their own money. Another kind is sent by the government mm. and together even and paid by the government. And they have duty to go back and to bring all their knowledge. So think about all the potential an uh, economic espionage working in our laboratories and steal the secrets from the high-tech companies and take back to China. And I think uh, um, the national security people are aware of this, but it's, it's still mind, you know, like uh, confusing to me who let those people come in here into our schools, into the, like Harvard, for example, took a lot of money. Also from China, they did not even report to the Department of Education. You're supposed to report if you take foreign money. And you I know? think Xi's daughter actually went to Harvard, if I'm not mistaken. They're all uh, well can somebody fact check me on that? It's well like, connected, yeah. right? It's, it's interesting uh, how she j- didn't choose to go to any, you know, Shanghai University. She chose Harvard University. And they even recruit talent. There's called a, a talent recruiting program in the world by um, Xi. And they remember our... Um, Athletes competed for China team during the Winter Olympics. Right, right, right. Yeah. And she might even maybe choose dual citizenship, even though China do not allow dual citizenship. Well, I don't know if they're going to make exception for her or not. Well, and did, her mom did, is from China. I thought, didn't she resign? Like, she, are she uh, renounced U.S. citizenship to compete for China or something like that? Yes, one Gu, I yeah, think. Yeah, uh, yeah she, she like screwed up really bad and cried. Was I, that her or was that No, else? it was two different girls. Oh, okay. One, one recruited by Chinese to compete for China and she got so much shame. She was crying because she made a mistake. She did yeah. not win any medals. Another one won the medal, looked like a star and get paid probably $30 million endorsement money. And mom is from China who wanted her to compete for Chinese team. 
And you know, I I just wonder. Maybe many years later, interview them again. So, what do you think about China today? How are you trading now? I I will not blame her if she goes by China. They're living there for a few years, especially during this lockdown. Maybe she will change her mind already. Yeah, I think it's important to mention too that athletes and famous people in China do don't have any freedom of speech, and if they do speak out in the government in any capacity, people will come for them. So, one famous case that's kind of been memory hold is the case of Peng Shuai. She's one of the f- most famous tennis stars as a household right. name. There in China, she came out with accusations against one of the party leaders Me too. of, Me of too sexual movement, yes. in the Chinese version of the Me Too movement, right. and she has been. Put on She's lockdown, <laughs> essentially. And like you'll see, because there's been a couple of times where they put her on camera in the most ridiculous scenarios. I don't know. China has not learned how to, you know, um, prop their videos very well. They do their fake they, videos very well. But you could tell she's timid. Everything's planted and staged. And um, Jack Ma is also this very famous guy. He was a billionaire. Uh, billionaire. He was outspoken for a little bit as China looked like it was liberalizing a little bit. But then we haven't heard from Jake Ma in Jack and, Ma in years. And this well, was one of the most famous guys there. And nobody talks about him anymore jack much yeah. it's not just celebrities but religious leaders uh yes. cardinal cardinal joseph zen was just arrested in china i mean this is this is an extremely high-ranking person within the catholic church yeah pope made a deal with beijing yep like uh okay in order for the catholic church to exist in china pope will allow beijing to nominate three in like a mm-hmm. bishop for china Maximum three. If after three nominations, China is not happy, guess what? We are gonna pick one. Mm. It's it's all those deals and going Very on. Yeah, horrible deal. Yeah, yeah. I think horrible the whole deal. world should stand up firm against CCP. It, it has been evil, and 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 conditioning Chinese enslave them with their consent by controlling all the press, all the media, all the military, all the natural resources. All these schools, they control everything. It doesn't matter if you're billionaire or not. If you say something, criticize China regulators, some uh, stupid economical laws or something, retire, donate to charity, and do not uh, travel. <laughs> Any threat so, to the legitimacy of the government, the Chinese government, they will completely... Yes. Uh, I saw a great viral post. I forgot the guy, so forgive me for not crediting you. But he said, you know how sometimes countries are bad they get worse, and so you flee them to somewhere safe. Imagine now that bad government was the entire planet, and that's globalism. Yep. So imagine there's nowhere to go. And that's what's scary about the idea of Chinese expansion. The CCP, I'm sorry, the, the, the communist That's how expansion. I feel. I, I have no place to go. I'm, I'm fighting here. I'm not going to be like my mother who baked in China before, get down on her knees, and that's why I have this. That's why I have this. My AR-15. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anybody donate $200, you get a signed copy. I will mail to you. And I'm, I'm, you know, I, I need help. I have no place to go, team. I don't know where I can go. And, uh, and I even don't know when I can go back to China to see my family and friends. And I don't talk to them about the politics. Some of them are still brainwashed to cheer for the regime. How sad is that? I have one family relative tell me to take one minute to remember Chair Mai Mao when he had his birthday every December. Your great leader's gone. Let's take one minute of silence to remember him. She had no idea how many people he starved to test, he murdered. They still don't know because that's how they enslave people by control all the press, all the media, and all the propaganda. 
So people still saying kumbaya. I have friends who are locked down for two months in China in Shanghai, and they still tell me don't don't tell Americans. What fine? Don't say anything bad. <laughs> We've seen the videos、oh. over the past several years of people screaming at night when they go out in their balcony. You hear everyone screaming. They're locked in their homes. There's a photo. A guy took his refrigerator, opened it, and pushed it on his balcony because he's got no food. And they and 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 they're going to act like everything's okay, like the government is. And not only that, our media is also going to act like everything is okay.、Yep. It's not just them; it's us. Well, maybe it's it's communist infiltration. Yep. Well, that look at what happened in Australia, what、mm. happened in Germany today, and what happened to um Canada. You know the truckers' freedom.、Mm. They have to do this vaccine passport to travel to to ship goods. What's gonna happen now that those people who lose their jobs, lose their careers, and if you dare not to, you know,、um, comply, we freeze your bank accounts. <laughs>、mm. I, th- I think this zero COVID policy in China also speaks to the fragility and insecurity of the communist Chi-、uh, Chinese government right now. They know that even if there is a small outbreak, they do not have the hospital capacity right now to deal with any sort of outbreak there, and that will threaten the legitimacy of the CCP that has been dwindling. Moreover, they have a Sinovac right now. Their vaccine is trash compared to our vaccine. So one plus one for for our pharmaceutical socialist、company. medicine. China has a socialist medicine. I had a friend entrepreneur wanted to get into hospital reform, have a, like a half and、um, private, half even government hospital. They destroyed everything he owned. He totally failed on that project. Almost just become totally poor again. It's horrible. They do. They they control certain industries. Healthcare is one of them. They do not want you to use the free market a little bit to to. Build more hospitals, more clinics. Let house, let doctors pri- privately practice. No, it's totally regulated. So when you have such a big an aging population, right? People are getting old, and one child policy. Sometimes you cannot even take care of you, like a two both very old parents, and you rely on healthcare. But then you don't have a hospital capacity, and now nurses, doctors are going out doing. Madness, massive testing, testing. You know, and by the time you want to go to the hospital, they're gonna make you wait four hours until your test is、uh, negative to、mm-hmm. admit you. By the time you're dead, I saw this woman deliver baby without even anything under her butt.、No. A baby came out on the road because she was waiting for the test to come back. That's four hours wait. I think he has gone total mad. I, I'm really worried about my family and friends, and also worried about the world economy, the food supply, our supply chains. China poor, like Shanghai is 13 percent about the export. You know, like goods coming out from Shanghai, it stopped for two months. That's why people cannot get their supplies. We need to relook at China in the market. Relook at our supply chains. We need to be smart. To compete very, you know, competitively in the global economy. Otherwise, we'll rely on those、uh, totalitarian regimes, like you rely on Putin for oil, Venezuela for oil instead of drill in your own country, and buy high prices now, like the Biden administration is doing. Is is don't you think it's kind of crazy? It just don't make sense at all. But they're doing it. At the same time, they're sending forty billion dollars printed money to、mm-hmm. Ukraine. How about Americans? Who have to pay high prices of gas and diesel in New Hampshire? Diesel is like six dollars thirty cents per gallon. And it's interesting. Our money、uh, or our government has been spending billions of dollars on Ukraine. The Chinese government has been spending insane amounts of money buying corn futures in the United States,、mm. betting on the price of food here、mm. to go、yeah. up. So that、um, you know, 
um, who is gonna really care about regular Americans live in this country and face all those challenges? And um, I, I know, I know it's uh, both Republican Democrats vote for this. It's kind of sad for me to see. I, 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 I think if I do get elected, I probably will join some Liberty Republicans um, and, and uh, to make some sense. And so we need the people coming in to vote for the primary, vote for liberty, populist, grassroots candidates who really will speak for the common people of this country. And then instead of, I don't know who they're speaking to, what they're benefiting. Are they benefiting their cronies themselves or industrial complex or what? Lily, can I follow? I want to I jump to the story. Um, we often criticize the great firewall of China and the manipulation they have on social media and then on the internet and the news people can get access to, like uh, the Tiananmen Square massacre. Like you can't find out things about it. Mm-mm. We have the story from TimCast.com. Twitter unveils crisis misinformation policy. Content labeled false by the platform will be hidden during catastrophes or emergencies. Wow. Yeah, you know exactly where that's going. We've got all these videos coming out uh, out of Ukraine. One of them was, I love this news story. It was like cessation of hostilities in Mariupol. And it's like, what does that mean? And then you actually dig into it. And it's like, oh, a surrender from the Ukrainians and victory for, for the Russians. But they don't want that to be the message that w- Ukraine l- is losing. This is what I feared with the, uh, the U.S. disinformation uh, board, the DHS disinformation board, that the goal was to put out talking points like, here's a list of fake news. Then Twitter could go, oh, we, we're, just, we're just taking down things that the government has said is fake news. So the government is working through Twitter to censor information. Now that got shut down. Twitter seems to be, I, I don't know if that was, that was ever going to happen, but Twitter is moving forward with censorship anyway. Now you're not going to know what's really happening in the world. Yeah. They're, 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 we, we are following the footsteps of everything we claim to be against with the Great Firewall of China. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why I fear the country. I love becoming the country left. That's my campaign slogan because everything I see is like a, somebody wants to rule over us and taking the tactics and terms and strategies all straight from a communist party's playbook. Who are those people? What do they want? What kind of country we want to live in? I'm, 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 I'm terrified that, you know, I, I don't know. I think so, when, you, when you look at the Project Veritas expose, you start to realize who these people at Twitter really are. Hmm. The true believers, the people, we, we had that one guy who said they want to change the world. You know, they're here for the mission or whatever. These are cult zealots. This is, this is brainwashed, psychotic cult behavior. But you know what? Those people don't realize they will be thrown under the bus. They're the first out. Yeah, first yep. out. People need to understand. The one thing that we all understand is that the people who foment revolution are the first to be purged after the revolution. Why? Because the people running the new government know who overthrew the last one. Mm-hmm. They don't want it to happen to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we're already seeing it happen on a smaller scale at the social level. I mean, people who were considered on the left yesterday are being destroyed by the left today. The revolution eats its own children. That's always how it goes. Yeah, that's no, they're, why they're they need to. That's why our kids are so important for somebody. Parents should be parents' responsibility if schools are not teaching that a real history. So we do not repeat, you know, this kind of human tragedies. You know, millions and millions are going to die, already dead. It's like, a, how come are we just repeating this? Horrible, horrible stories. And like I was having like a PTSD last two years mm-hmm. to see what happened in our country. 
Because bring back all my horrible childhood memories. Well, let me ask you, Lily. What can we do in the United States to avoid the fate that your country is experiencing, or the country which you came from is experiencing? I think we have to、um, start to wake up ourselves. And once we wake up, we need to keep our family, our friends, our neighbors close, regardless political party, regardless who they are. They might be very lefty social justice warriors. I want to go to talk to them, because when I have face to face talk with people, have a, hopefully they allow me to tell my stories, have a several conversation like we sit down here. Maybe they will start wonder, oh. She has credibility to tell her per- personal story. Maybe I need to look at a different source of information. Lots of people don't know the truth because they have been conditioned for years to believe in their own source of information. You know, it's like a they have this virtue signaling. They think they are right. They think、uh, like I got demonized all the time to you know say I'm an evil Republican.、Mm. I'm a racist. I I cuddle to the white nationalists or some、mm. all kind of name calling. <laughs> Those people even don't know me. They even don't know me. Like they hate my gun picture. They think that、uh, <laughs> it's like why? Why are you doing this? That's so scary. <laughs> I'm a five one. Okay, aging woman. What is my leverage? <laughs> can, I, can I tell you guys? Can I tell you something funny? So,、uh, just to the to the left of where, just where I'm pointing, we have an actual model 1861 Union Civil War rifled musket. Never been fired, mint condition. I'm a fan of history, and、uh, it's 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 the least dangerous. It's not legally a gun because you have to you know muzzle load it like the old school days. And we've had several guests on this show who are liberal. They won't touch it. They're they're, they're like, whoa, yeah, they're they're terrified <laughs> of it. Without saying who exactly, but I come in here and、um, we have real guns, and、uh, I can bring in someone like Thomas Massey, and he and he's like, oh yeah, 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 wonderful, great. And then we handle, we have everything safe, everything secured. We have safes and all that stuff for any any real firearm. But、uh, the libertarians, the conservatives, are like they know how to handle it. They know how to be safe. And anybody we're not sure of, we we have like a dummy. I always give people a, 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 something that can't actually fire. Give them the rules, and if they handle it improperly, they're cut off. And you can't touch any guns anymore.、Mm-hmm. But these we have up here are are、uh, antiques. And when when I come in with with somebody who's a libertarian or conservative, you know they'll pick it up. They know the rules. They don't point at anybody, even though this thing is so far from firing. It's it's you know not out of the question.、Mm-hmm. And then when we have these liberal guests, I'm like, "Do you want to, to, to take a look at the Union Civil?" And they're like, "No,、oh, I can't touch that." Scared. See, <laughs>、so、that's the saying.、Uh, when I first came to this country, I never touched gun in China. You do feel scared of guns for some reason,、um, because you just had no knowledge how to use it, how to train to use it properly, right? But.、Uh, My husband, you know, from Texas, they took me to shooting range and they show me how to, you know, and you know, train a little bit. At the beginning, I scare everybody. I just pick up guns, like point at everybody. Like, oh no, 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 no! It's like that's the first wrong thing you did. It's like you point at people. I don't want to know because I just like, oh, what is this? What is that? So they show me, they train me, and when I first file a shot, I, it's like a, it was a, like a shocking to me. It's like a, I actually feel very empowered. Empowered. I never had that feeling. Cause like I was just afraid of guns. I was afraid of guns because we're conditioned to believe that. I think for me the power was scary. Like not like I was terrified of it, but I was just like the realization of how much power what you actually had at that moment. That no one, no one could say anything to you, and it's like you have to be responsible. Yeah, you have to understand when you're when you're holding that weapon. 
I think it's funny when people like Joe Biden are like, get a shotgun. And I'm like, wow, really? Has There's it, no way it, let off three blasts. It's like, what are you that, talking about? Yeah, fire about? in the air, whatever. It's like, Some, first, first of you all. You idiot. <laughs> so <laughs> when, uh, when, when we went to a range and we had an instructor talking to us, the 12 gauge was the one that actually scared everybody. You know, the, the 556 five, people were, the, the, you know, the AR 15, people were just like, oh, wow, you know, I, I didn't expect that. But the 12 gauge hurt people's shoulders. And it was like, yeah, the shotgun is probably not the right thing for a beginner. But you get people like Joe Biden, these liberals who don't know anything about guns, and they're just like, you get a shotgun, you're fired. No, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. Talk to a, an expert. Go to, you know, if you go to, the, if you go to your, your gun store, your firearms uh, dealer, ask them for expertise, and you definitely want to get training because I'm, I'm far from an expert. But, you know, there's a lot of things that I was surprised by. Does he have a misinformation all the time? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like on TV. I want to correct something. I said three blasts. Let me read the full quote from him just so you can, we can answer that question. Does, does Joe spread misinformation often? This is, this was him talking to his wife, right? I said, Jill, if there's ever a problem, just walk out on the balcony here. Walk out on the balcony here, okay? Walk out, put the double barrel shotgun and fire two blasts outside the house. What? Firstly, firstly, I mean, Without even considering how unbelievably dangerous that is, he said a double barrel shotgun. So waste all of your ammo. Now you have to reload. Also, no, do not aimlessly fire a gun outside of your balcony. He didn't say point it up. He said, walk out, put that double barrel shotgun and fire two blasts outside the house. What does that, what does that mean? It means the man was slightly less declined cognitively at this point because the sentence structure works, but what he's saying is insane. I like how he's like, your double barrel. It's like, okay, I guess. <laughs> Do you I, think I, Jill carries a double barrel shotgun around? But, but also, why would you? He's, he's an old guy. It's like, mm-hmm. what is it, Elmer Fudd? He's, yeah. I'm, gonna get a, I'm gonna get a, I'm gonna get a double barrel for home defense. So what do you think about the, what do you think about Elon Musk said that whoever controls his teleprompter is controlling (laughs) running this country? It's like, what's that like? It's, it's funny because it's halfway to the point of saying he's puppeted, but it's also, he called him Ron Burgundy. That if whatever, (laughs) if whatever gets written, he says. And it's true. People need to understand this too. One of the reasons Joe Biden will stutter or, or pause or ramble is because the prompter, prompters get stuck. Mm -hmm. You'll notice it with Tucker Carlson. And I, I, maybe I'm wrong, but, you know, having worked with teleprompters, Tucker will say things where he'll be like, now we're hearing that the government wants to allow in illegal immigrants. It's wrong. They actually. shouldn't do that, actually. Mm-hmm. And that last <laughs> sentence is nothing. He's not saying anything. It's filler. Because the prompter's rolling and he needs to say something as the next words oh. come up. And I, I, so I, Joe Biden will just be like, oh, get him. Well, and I, I want to, like, in the quote, Biden, he says he lives in, like, a wooded and somewhat secluded area before saying this, but still very bad advice. Like, don't, <laughs> it's still, st- yeah. fire off, fire off what you got and then yeah. have nothing. And, yeah. Well, I think, I think the middle term is coming. I heard, have you heard, they, they lost, uh, like, lost the 10 states who had, uh, primary i heard there were like a record turnout mm. for the republican primaries really yes and matt kippy the people told me mm. this morning said uh you know i think uh um it's it's a message sending out to the whole country and regardless what the you know democrats are doing you know they, they're trying to use the you know like their base and you know they're still i was told don't go walk to this Supreme Court because there might be lots of protests Let's there. check check this out. We got this from the New York Post. GOP primary turnout suggests red wave in November midterms. Republican primary voters showed up in droves to take part in Tuesday's contests. 
As of midday Wednesday, Republican voters made up 54.9% of the turnout in Idaho, Kentucky, North Carolina, Oregon, and Pennsylvania, according to data compiled by JMC Analytics and polling. The figure jumps to 60.9% of turnout when all 10 states that have held primaries so far this year are included. Whoa! See? That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. In, quote, in every state where I've been measuring turnout changes relative to previous midterms, I'm seeing a clear advantage on the Republican side. Oh man. Oh boy. Well, so, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe, what? maybe, maybe no matter what they're gonna do, that uh, maybe some people are waking up, especially independent. Mm-hmm. Even I, moderate Democrats, I hope moderate Democrats are saying what they voted for is not what the, they expect to have. Look right at, now. look at, look at Elon Musk. He tweeted just the other day that for the first time he's voting Republican. Mm-hmm. People are waking up. And mm-hmm. I think that's not, a very... N- I'm sorry, but well, not that voting Republican is going to save yeah, you. <laughs> that, that, that's what I was about to say. Absolutely. I mean, vote Republican over Democrat 100%. But, you know, a chain is only as strong as its weakest link. Unfortunately, in the Republican Party, the weakest link uh, is it's the elected leadership. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so what I would like to ask you, Lily, is what do you think the Republicans should do if they are able to take power? I think uh, we should uh, come out strongly to um, tell people, you know, why we are different from the Democrats' party. So we need to differentiate ourselves. Have you noticed in the past, like, uh, 30, 40 years, like, uh, everything just shift to the more and more left? Oh, yeah. Yep. Then, what is, then what is the difference? So it's like uh, I just get dragged and dragged and, and everything's going to left. No, you, we have to say, where is the party? For small limited government and more freedom for small working men and for Americans first, you you have to differentiate yourself. Let's say when it comes to right, I mean there are lots of you know women's issues around. We need to come out publicly support parental rights and also girls' women's sports. Right? Mm-hmm. There there are lots of women who play women's sports, and now it's like they work. It's basically, it's like, where are the Democrats who are traditionally feminists? Now they're not supporting the, the girl sports and the, and SEO is quiet about this. I come out of public and support girls' women sports. Biological men should not compete mm-hmm. in women girl sports. And how about also in our prisons? You have this work prison system. If you are prisoner, you are biological male, you say identify as female, you go to woman's room and you got this woman prisoner pregnant. Yeah. How do we protect those women? Yeah. So there are lots of things are so confusing and the left side is not consistent at all yeah. when it comes to say, oh, we are actually for women. Yeah, when anyone comes to abortion issue, they support women's rights to choose. How about other issues? They Absolutely. don't talk about it. Yeah, when it, when, it comes, when it comes to women's sports, they certainly mm-hmm. have a right to choose. Yeah, just uh, only when it comes to killing babies. We actually did a cartoon about this, this exact thing. I want to ch- encourage you all to check it out, but it's leftist rediscovering biology for this exact reason. <laughs> all of a sudden, well, only women should be able to talk about this. Now they have a, a definition of womanhood and what a woman is. Lily, I wanted to follow up with you. Um, I believe earlier you said you were against the $40 billion Ukraine aid that we'd be sending them. Um, as the resident neocon, I wanted to ask you, as we continue, as Russia continues to be isolated on the world stage, they're more desperate for countries to trade with. One of the countries that is capable and seemingly willing to do so has been China. 
What would you say to somebody who says that we should support Ukraine so the Chinese understand that whatever they try to do with Taiwan, they're going to face a similar result that is what's going on in um, Ukraine right now? And that by sending $40 billion to Ukraine right now, Xi Jinping is getting the message that if he messes around in Taiwan, you know, Taiwan might get $80 billion in arms funds. So how would you respond to somebody who says that to stand strong against China, we need to send strong messages to Russia because, again, Russia is needs China right now right now to continue surviving. How would you respond to something like that? They do have alliance and they call each other unlimited uh, partners. Um, here's what I say. First of all, if I do get elected to office, so what do I, do I swear to protect and defend? It's not foreign countries. It's United States Constitution, right? That's what Rand Paul said. He voted, he said, uh, also think about all of those enemies want to see destruction of America. If we demonize our economy, we become very weak because we are creating money from thin air and inflation goes super high. And then we are putting all those printed money into foreign countries like a defend Ukraine, even though I'm very sympathetic to Ukraine people, then United States is gone. So how can we be the leader in the free world to defend freedom, democracy, if our economy is destroyed. Absolutely. And if I could follow up there, so um, the CCP constantly, you know, invades Taiwan's so- sovereign airspace and their sovereign waters. Threatening, yes, threatening, yes. Yeah, so they intrude on these waters, and the United States has helped go through those straits of Taiwan and try to establish mm-hmm. some sort. I guess my question here would be, if China did invade Taiwan, do you think that we should send military aid to Taiwan in that situation? Well, that uh, certainly you will not print all that money to do that big, right? There's uh, so much stuff you can do. I don't understand our leaders. How come? are not really push for peace talks. Why? Sure. But specifically, if China did decide to invade Taiwan, do you think the United States should fund them? As we already work with Taiwan in some capacity, as mm-hmm. do we do many of South Korea, Japan, but should we send arms the same way that we are doing so now to Ukraine, to Taiwan, if invaded by China? Because as I see it, without our assistance, again, Ukraine would have fallen in two weeks, and without our assistance to Taiwan, Taiwan would fall in two weeks. Well, it depends on, like, uh, right now, I think the policy they have, they're kind of wish-washy, used to be only one China, right? Only one China. One China, Taiwan. two systems. Yeah. Well, that did not work out for Hong Kong people. Mm. And uh, so so morally and strongly, economically, we have ties with Taiwan. Taiwan has 80% of the world microchip supplies. So, of course, China's eyes on those too. But we should send a very strong message to China now instead of waiting for them to invent Taiwan. The consequences will be unbearable for you. Here's one, two, three, four. You got to lay out right now preventively. I've been calling on Biden to do that. I will help him if he calls me. And and also that when it comes to alliances, you got Japan, Taiwan, all against China. You got India is also and see China as threat. You have all those aging countries. We need to form alliance with them right now. So prevent China from taking Taiwan. We have been supplying weapons to Taiwan already because we do lots also trade with Taiwan. But morally, emotionally, you know, we, we will support Taiwan. But the sense that you don't want to push China to invent Taiwan, you should send them a message now. Say, we're going to do this, this, that. So don't, you know, China, of course, is ruled by man-man right now, but also, be honest with you, China's internal economy is, is weak. And they, 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 they did a back down, even in supporting of 
Putin because there's some messages to send to China. But but when it comes to the um, um Taiwan, it's kind of funny. And the Chinese people are indoctrinated to say, oh, Taiwan is a part of China. We need to liberate Taiwan at what cost? And that they don't know. They're just propagandized. And the Taiwanese people actually they see what happened to Hong Kong. They don't want the one country, two systems.、Mm-hmm. And I think the good strategy is also for them to stay status quo.、Mm-hmm. So you don't push either side. You, you, you. My strategy would be you don't push Taiwan to declare independent. That would just provoke China.、Mm-hmm. But you also don't cut out to China. Let them to do whatever they want. So you need to have some kind of balance. Foreign policy is all about、um, diplomatic balances, alliances, and also. Negotiated from strength, not weakness. Well, right look, now, we are not if, strong. If right now we got word that China had launched a, a ground invasion in Taiwan, do you think the U.S. should intervene? Wait, gr- boots on the ground or send military aid to? So okay, so should the U.S. help in any way? Like, so we've got strike groups. We've we you know we've we've sailed through the Strait of Taiwan and stuff with our carriers.、Mm-hmm. I'm curious if you think. If China were to say, you know, like right now, the, the, the Taiwan sent out an emergency call. China is is doing a hard invasion right now. Should the U.S. intervene? Well, it depends on when you mean intervene. I do not support we have war with China. I don't. We're not in the position to have any wars, and the Congress should declare war if they are going to declare war officially per the Constitution duties. I have been in this country for almost thirty-four years, and I have seen endless wars not declared by Congress, but just by executive branch. There are some peoples like they always want to, you know, constantly, you know, meddling in the world affairs, where our country is getting weaker and weaker. So no boots on the ground, but let's say it was a similar situation where we want to send forty billion dollars worth of arms to Taiwan. What do you think about that? Well, you you can look at the specific numbers, and they already send lots of money to Ukraine. They ran out very quick. And do we have the list of stuff spent on? And for this bill, people don't have time to read and to debate. Then boom, print out, send to Ukraine. And、uh, then how do we keep track? Do you know how much billions dollars the COVID stimulus money wasted? Even Bill Maher is very upset about that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you think he's a liberal, but he's like, a, "What happens? Why are they still printing money? We cannot even keep track of how many billions of dollars got the fraud, you know, scammed." They're, they're, That's how they handle your money.、Mm-hmm. There are similarities, a lot of similarities between Ukraine and Taiwan, but I also think that there's really big differences, like the the already diplomatic ties we have with Taiwan, all, the already military agreements. The fact that China's not just threatening Taiwan; that they've actually been sinking Vietnamese ships; that they've been threatening war with Australia; that they've been doing essentially drive-bys of Alaskan and Hawaiian waters. So while we do have issues with Russia, the issue with China is very, very similar, but also relatively different. I, I would probably fall into the man. I would not want to see a war with China. And and the, and the conflict would be akin to if Russia and and Cuba like if 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 the U S if Russia invaded Guantanamo Bay or like not not not, not that they, re- they really would it's not the same thing but the proximity I mean so I'd probably say it's a really bad idea if China invaded right now for us to send in physical intervention at that point it's like if it gets to that point we've lost Taiwan yeah I think there's a, a big there's a, there's a lot of issues that are going on here but also that it would happen quickly、um, right. 
they, also, they, would, they would surround it and then they're in. When despots get um, desperate to gin up support from their population, they go to war. And many Chinese people, Chinese citizens are primed to believe Taiwan is a part of their country. So in order to drum support in a desperate time, Xi Jinping may launch on, you know, a bad, strategically poor attack on Taiwan and trying to drum up support at home. I think Putin's also trying to do something similar with that. But Lily, what do you so think? So is Biden. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Wow. that's why, that's why, you know, I, I don't know what they did before even um, Putin went to Ukraine. You know, it's like a, you know, you saw the signs on the wall. How come there's no negotiations and no, you know, sections put into place? I think right now there we got to send a very clear message to China. What's going to happen if you do take this step? And, and uh, also at the same time, we need to rethink about, you know, uh, make our, um, country competitive again for all the manufactured jobs that all sent to China before and it's like a um, people always blame corporations. Corporations got to make money, right? They got to go where the cheap labor is and cheap goods are. But the thing is though they hire taxes in America and also too much regulation. It's like you're pushing private business people out to you know, source overseas. So if you want to really have a um, pro-America, you know, like Americans first, then you need to cut the regulations. You need to cut the taxes to bring those uh, jobs home. And, uh, and, and why do we want to rely on those countries anyway? Because we, I think as Americans, we had a delusion about China. Oh, if they just do free market capital, them get rich and they will become democratic country. It did not happen. Yep. It got worse. China is going backwards now. They are talking about this Cultural Revolution 2.0 in China. As I said, white guards, red guards, and Xi Jinping wants people now study his Xi's little red books. Remember Mao's little red books? She has a Xi Jinping thoughts. Yeah, a red app for you to download on your phone when you study past test. Yes, your social credit score go up. That's how they keep track of you. It's a red app. Yeah, it, it's very sad and I think very telling, uh, unfortunately, about American psychology and even American conservatism that there was a very uh, popular idea that as long as we introduced the mechanisms that would allow China be to, to become more economically prosperous, they would become a country that has values in line with ours and as well as a country that behaves well and doesn't oppress its own people. And there was no reason for believing that, but unfortunately what's happened is people have responded to Marxism by adopting its premises, but trying to argue from a different position. So rather than giving what the conservative or traditional response should have been, which is, well, Marxists are wrong because there's more to the world than what is purely material, and simply having material prosperity does not make a country good or virtuous and doesn't necessarily solve its problems, what conservatives ended up saying was, and what the neoliberal order ended up saying was, well, Actually, it is the case that being materially prosperous solves all of your problems, but capitalism does that rather than communism. I think we tried to free trade our way into relationships with China and Russia, and like this upcoming era is us seeing that failure at doing so. So the idea was liberalize China, trade with China, ping pong diplomacy, you know, mm -hmm. try to become closer. And then if we're tied together, then there's less risk of a conflict. Germany had the same idea with Russia. Nord Stream 1, let's do another Nord Stream pipeline. For the past decades, people were warning Germany it's, this is going to be used as a political tool against them. Mm -hmm. But no, Germany argued that we need to liberalize free uh, free trade with Russia in um, integrating our societies and our businesses together will help avoid conflict. But we're seeing these despots and authoritarian regimes just use this um, as a leverage against uh, other countries around the world. Absolutely. And it's because 
we don't understand their thinking. So this is something Lauren Southern said on the show, but basically the Chinese government understands the way that America thinks very well. That's why they come out in support of BLM and they say the American police are racist, even though China is a horrifically, the the Chinese Communist Party is a horrifically racist regime. You know, during COVID, they kick out lots of black people leaving China. McDonald's banned them, didn't it? That's a viral moment. Yeah, and there's there's a sign to say, you cannot go inside a McDonald's to eat. Worse, eat they plate. have camps for Uyghurs. Um, Cultural genocide, that, yes. You know, and so, and the, the, the racist CCP. So. Say the thing is, uh, our war corporations, like uh, Disney, I mean, they, they have business with China, and, and uh, China is actually you know very racist country, and uh, they were subject to their rules. But uh, they're doing the totally opposite here. It's like a... There's no consistency, mm. so it's all follow the money, right? You know, Nike, the same thing, and and uh, so I don't know. Say China has leverage also against the free world because lots of free world countries rely on China for supply chains, and they also look at Chinese 1.4 billion of them. Think about how much money we can make from their market, and the Chinese government knows that yeah. they use their leverage to negotiate to say, hey, if you um support me in the United States, then I need you to go to, you know, like China market. You know, BlackRock mm. is managing China's mm. pension funds. It's interesting that you mentioned that they import most of their resources, but if somebody could fact check me on this, I believe they import 80% of their oil. So a quick blockade wow. with um, some of our, you know, we have a ton of different, our Navy is the true blue water Navy on the planet. So it was a, was a, uh, well, no, I, I hear what you're saying. Uh, I'm actually looking this up right now to, yeah, and that, uh, another thing is that because the free trade, uh, like uh, American free trade, has facilitated the CCP in being the country that it's trying to be. So thanks to our ability and allowing free trade to exist on the world's waters, they're able to import and export. They don't need to pay to trust that you know the trading will work out. But in the future, as we're seeing, you know, this world order kind of break down, we'll be seeing less of that. So it's not reliable when you have a politically dictatorship, right? Hmm. Even though I love free trade. I love, yes, I, we all hope that free trade will bring people together and don't fight the wars. But the thing is, though, when you trade with a dictatorship country like Russia or China, guess what? You get one crazy leader, then it's not reliable all of a sudden. You can have supply chain issues, they can cut you out, and they can bully you, and, and, and they will use the money they made from you to go expand their power. Have you heard about China dream? No. Xi Jinping has a China dream. By 2049, China will be number one dominant economical and political military power in the world. How is it going to achieve that? Bring down the United States. Hmm. So and, we, that's and, why we need to well, be careful. There's the old saying, it's attributed to Lenin, though, who knows if he said it, that the capitalists will sell us the rope with which we will hang them. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. We've given away our manufacturing. Yeah. Our borders have fallen. And now you have the talk of these, uh, these, these big international treaties, which on the surface don't sound all that alarming. And then when you realize that we don't make our own medicine, if China right now just cut us off from manufacturing, we'd be in serious trouble. Like if we actually went to war, we, we, are, we, are, we are in trouble. I suppose the, the neoliberal idea was if we have these trade agreements between nations, the war wouldn't happen. But all that happened was China started using it to manipulate us. Mm-hmm. 
and this, put us at risk. This next era of the supply chains completely breaking down and countries having to self-produce or, or just with their allies is going to have huge consequences. Lily, you mentioned earlier it was like 80% of the semiconductors in the world are produced on Taiwan. Microchips, yes. There's going to be huge consequences to that. Other other things like oil, mm-hmm. a, a lot of this places is all focused in one part of the earth. So free trade kind of helped facilitate that in trade. But as we see that break down, um, the consequences will be dire. I still think that the immigrants like me still say America is still the shining city on the hill for freedom lovers all over the world. So how are we going to focus on our efforts and time and to actually, you know, defend, protect our country, sometimes from enemies within? It's a big question. So, I mean, of course, if we could, you know, morally, diplomatically, economically help other countries, that's great. But right now, I'm just worried about America's gonna fall. Mm. And then what gonna do? Who are we gonna help? Are we gonna subject to the, the, the United Nations? <laughs> well, they, they, they give up our sovereignty and, and, uh, but you know, China is one of the major players in the United Nations. They're on the Council of Human Rights. They're on one of the, the security, security Council. National Security Council. They get on anything, yeah. And the WHO actually did work with them and cover up the COVID and, and telling the truth to the world. And we don't even go after China to say, where is the origin of the COVID? Where is your patient? Zero. And instead, of we're just buying lots of PPE from them. Yeah. It, it, it just does not make sense. Let's go to Super Chats. If you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show if you really do like it, and become a member at TimCast.com. We're going to have that member segment coming up for you at 11 p.m. And I think it might end up being uh, particularly not family-friendly, as, as it usually is not family-friendly, but this one might be really just not for, not for, the, uh, not for the family. Let's read some Super Chats. All right, what we got here? Christina H. says, Lily, with a whole bunch of emojis with hearts in the eyes. Aw, there you go. Thank you. Anna says, Tim's looking like a mint chocolate chip snack. (laughs) (laughs) You color. I love it. It's true. Indeed. (laughs) Yes. Mr. Slytrip says, bulk shirts for the win. What does that that mean, bulk shirts? I did buy, like, just a big stack of these shirts. Yeah, I think that's what he means. You just have a bunch of shirts in bulk. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, actually, I have, like... I have like 50 of those gray shirts. I always buy tons of the same shirt because I wear the same shirt forever. Well, but now you've leveled up. This is like Tim 2.0. You got enough XP and the outfit changes. Well, it's funny because people will make like memes of me, but it'll be me wearing the uh, gray and black baseball tee from like five or six years ago. Mm. And then it's just like, man, I haven't haven't worn that shirt in years. And they're making memes about it. It's like, do you even watch anything I make? Because that's like a long... No, they don't. They don't Is they it don't. just in teal or does, do you have other colors too? Oh, yeah, other colors. Nice. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, it's just like black and gray. Mm. And then like I have this one. And then I got the uh, uh, the uh, black and gold for uh, Andy, our CTO. Sweet. The, the uh, and, and cap colors that's and right. the mm. colors. Best colors. The best mm. colors. <laughs> okay. Uh, Bobby Bob yells, Dragon Lady. Is that is that uh, is that considered disrespectful or is that considered a funny thing? Well, it's funny you call dragon lady because I was born in a dragon year, oh. which is the most auspicious Chinese zodiac, <laughs> you know, out of twelve. So I will take that as a compliment. But I'm tiger mom in this tiger years. <laughs> but dragon lady, that's right. Well, I'm a the um, positive dragon lady. <laughs> 
Do you guys remember when the, I believe it was the lieutenant governor of Virginia was elected, the picture they used for her, it was a black woman holding a gun. It would be so awesome if Lily were to have a successful campaign and if this was the picture that I they agree. used when they had to say that <laughs> Lily was the winner in her New Hampshire um, second congressional district. So be sure to check her out. That's right. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Trent Laywell says, hey, Tim, after listening to last night's members-only segment, I just have to ask, don't you think the Ukrainian people deserve autonomy? Yes, they do. They should be responsible for themselves and their attempts to get it. And it's, uh, um, I mean, it's it, it's it's difficult. I have, I have Ukrainian friends, and I certainly don't like what Russia is doing, but I think I think the U.S. is overstepping in a million ways. It's, it's one thing to be like, hey, we're going to provide military aid to this country. It's another thing to be like, we're going to provide military aid. We're going to send border, border troops to uh, Poland to deal with the influx of, of uh, refugees. We're going to send U.S. forces for, for training. We're going to send $54 billion at a time when our economy is crumbling. And then we're going to provide the intelligence to be used by the Ukrainians for blowing up Russian flagships. And I'm just like, <laughs> it's one thing to be like, let's help this country. It's another thing to be like, we're directly at war with Russia and lying about it. All right. Adrian Contreras says, oh, my God, I want to give this lady a huge hug. Also, was monkeypox ground zero the Wuhan Monkey Virology <laughs> Research Center? <laughs> Interesting. Perhaps. I don't know. I don't know. No, I, I don't know where monkeypox is. I think someone went to Canada and they came back. Massachusetts. Now they have it. All right. OMG Puppy says there are two kinds of monkeypox. This one is less dangerous, 1% fatal, and not easy to transmit. Only contagious after symptoms appear. The Congo version is 10% fatal, but this is the Nigerian version. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Well, all right. Jerkoff Juggernaut says, hey, Timmy, might want to look into why Samsung decided to add the Azov flag into their emoji list. What? Did they really? I'm why? Right now. That can't be. That can't I'm be true. Looking that up. The Azov battalion is becoming like um, uh, amazingly is the wrong word to describe it, but amazingly mainstream. Um, so I've been covering these Ukraine protests that happened weekly in New York City. So first it started off with just, yeah, we love Ukraine. Then the next one, they were chants specifically for the Azov battalion, which I posted to Twitter, got a couple million views no big deal then the next protest was specifically we support the azov battalion <laughs> and like a dozen people with what? signs of the actual wolf's angel wolf's angle which was a controversial symbol used by the ss panzer division and other neo-nazi um groups but it was just so interesting how normalized they became so quickly and how public they were willing to be with these extremely controversial um symbols so well, yeah, I mean, because the left doesn't have any actual principles. If, yeah. if a group is not useful to them, if it's hateful, if it's uh, useful to hate a group, they hate them. If it's expedient, they don't. Uh, this is why you know Hitler and uh, and Stalin had a deal, right? We've seen communists and Nazis work together in the past. Yeah. David C. Kronk Senior says conspiracy theory. Tim Pool starts monkeypox scare so that he can continue playing Fauci for Freedom Tunes. <laughs> we, haven't right. a, we haven't had a Fauci episode in a long time. I know that's why that's why you ran out of the nice shirts and you have to go to the, the teal ones. You can't afford I, it anymore, man. The, the, the button ups were too expensive. I leased them. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Is three hundred bucks a month? <laughs> I don't buy it. That's for fools. You lose eighty percent of the value as soon as you take that shirt off the lot. That's right. As soon as you clip that tag. <laughs> yep. All right, Sam. Whitehurst says, I have a friend who is so blackpilled that he believes the potential collapse is inevitable and will be so great that no one will survive. I'm very worried about him, but don't know how to give him hope. Any advice? I certainly think that we're, we're headed for a major collapse in a variety of ways, but 
that I, I don't think anything's going to be bad for any of us. I was going to say, is your friend Tim maybe? <laughs> no, but the idea that the collapse happens and everyone just dies. It's like, Absolutely. here's, here's, here's what I, here's what I imagine. I imagine there will be some kind of collapse. Your buying power will go down. Gas will be 15 to $20 a gallon. The economy will just, will crumble to a great degree. Everyone will have to become substantially more personally responsible and they will. And there will be a period of great strife, but within a few months, you'll probably have adapted to it and we'll all probably just start to rebuild. And it's, it's not the apocalypse. You know, I think, I think humans are uh, adaptive and, and clever. So things can break apart, but I think we'll, we'll build them back up. I mean, for me out here in the middle of nowhere, it might be a bit more relaxing. Just go out and tend to the chickens all day. There you go. And eat, eat the wine berries. I, I'm so excited for wine berry season, you guys. Well, I would say this. It's much easier said than done, but I think uh, one of the key components to this is helping your friend realize that the things that make his life more comfortable prior to this collapse he believes is going to happen are not the things that give his life meaning. Mm. A lot of people use being blackpilled as an excuse to be nihilist and to not do a lot with their lives. Yes. But if you're going to be blackpilled, at least be blackpilled in the direction where you're like, F it, I'm actually going to do as much whatever I wanted to do with my life because of the black pill. So there's two directions you could take it, but. I, I still have a hope for America. I'm a still optimistic. Hmm. That's why I'm fighting. We just need a lot more to push back and to do little things our own way to help to prevent this. Otherwise, uh, imagine the world would be a very dark place Amen. if if American yep. falls, right? Amen. And it's I appreciate a dark place your where American it, liberty is dim. It's, it's a dark world. Yeah, that's why it's time dark. to push back now. You cannot just say, oh, I'm afraid to be called racist. I'm, uh, I'm afraid to lose my job, lose my career, lose my business. But you're gonna lose everything anyway. Yeah. It's better just get involved and activate it now before it's too late, right? That's why I always tell people, hey, you can always move to New Hampshire before it's too late. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Julian says, Tim, it's time for you to start a skate team and make rad videos like Land Yachts. We have that in the works, actually. We're building our new facility. I'm talking with some really great construction guys. We're gonna be building an awesome new, new studio and recreational and work facility. And we've got some plans for it. We actually have a whole bunch of skateboards. We have Timcast skateboards of all sizes, and we have Step on Snack and Find Out skateboards. We have a ton of them. I think we have like a hundred of them. Or wow, no, maybe like sixty or seventy. A lot of them. Skateboards. Well, the decks, like the, the wood part. I don't. I don't know what I'm. What I. I just. I got them because I was like, these are cool. And I thought the step. No, the Step on Snack and Find Out shirt was hilarious, and it sold really well. So I made skateboards. Maybe we should sell them because people would probably want to buy those. Yeah, we should do that. I just, I don't know. We don't have a mechanism for selling them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we have them, though. Yeah, maybe we'll just give them out. Maybe I'll just have someone go around to skate parks and give them out. We send a bunch to a skate shop for free because it's just good marketing, just so that all of a sudden the skate shop has free boards they can sell, make money, help keep the the shop up and running. Mm. But then also you get a whole bunch of kids riding around on Timcast skateboards. It's just (laughs) good marketing. I mean... And within two days, the graphics completely ruined, and no one knows it's a Tim Kesky board. You should you know. sign one to that girl from yesterday. Yeah. Um, and also, by the way, I checked out her Instagram. She actually Instagram storied the part uh, part of the show yesterday where we spoke about her. Oh, so. she did. Yeah. I'll oh, check wow. that out. Cool. Sweet. Yeah. So, uh, shout, shout out, out Taylor, to her again. Yeah. Ta- Taylor Silverman, right? Yeah, I think mm-hmm. so. Yeah, you can follow Taylor May Silverman. Um, yeah, I've been in touch with her. We're we're, we're uh, you know I want to have her out and have a conversation about about the issues and her experience and stuff. I think she's doing interviews or something, but I don't know for sure. But uh, yeah, maybe some, some cool stuff in the skateboarding world coming soon. Shred 
Is that what it is? Shredkowski says, NH voter here. Lily, what is your stance on nuclear power and how will you fight to lessen the role of the federal government when elected? Well, I, I hope I can help to reduce the um, federal government uh, and powers and uh, also the not be so reckless vendors. I think a nuclear, um, power, energy, you see, talk about or nuclear. Mm. Well, let, um, I have to look into that nuclear issues, but um, do you know how many we have? How many? How many nuclear? In New Hampshire? No, I mean, yeah, you talk about power plant, right? Yeah, like yeah. energies, yeah. yeah. You know, I, I support we actually explore all channels, all resources to increase energy production. And I, I heard actually nuclear is pretty good. I, I'm a fan of nuclear. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, Moscow actually even talk about that, right? It's pretty safe. Uh, France use lots of that. Right. I think uh, New Hampshire has uh, two, but one is active. Another one, for some reason, is just not really active. And, and uh, now we have to develop all sorts of energy supplies. We we cannot rely on dictatorship company, like uh, countries. For example, Biden is begging for like uh, Venezuela and, and then later in Middle East. means like uh, he's asking people... To supply us all your energy all the time from other countries. But we cannot depend on them. Why can't we depend on ourselves? Remember, under previous president, we were actually exporting the energy to other countries. Mm-hmm. And the government, the federal government is way too big. And, and, uh, and way expensive. And, and people are suffering because they constantly, you know, cannot balance budget and constantly printing money. So inflation going to be even higher. And the energy costs will go higher. It's going to hurt working people. And the billionaires might not get so much hurt, right? They still fly their private jet, right? Even though they say, hey, we have climate change, but hey, we're going to fly our private jet. To go to, to the Helsinki Climate Summit, they're going to all go on their private jet. And the buy, houses, uh, buy houses on the beaches, even though in 12 years that, uh, you know, we will not have those, uh, you know, places. Mm-hmm. So so you you have to put things in perspective that, uh, you know, call them out if you see hypocrisy. And the best way to become independent thinkers don't believe those kind of rhetorics anymore. All right, Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, Tim, you hear about Sri Lanka? No food, no gas, there's riots. They may resort to cannibalism. That doesn't sound uh, so bad. You ever eat with a butt? Oh, it does sound really, really That's, bad. Oh, jeez. That's what I, I was talking about this earlier, um, that, you know, you get to the point. We've not seen uh, a famine with cities of these sizes. Do you know under Mao that the people in my home province, Sichuan, they were so hungry their kids die of starvation, and they swapped their children's bodies to eat, to mm-hmm. survive. And it, it's like not documented, not even talking about mm-hmm. it. But the Chinese people from China know there was cannibalism during the mass famine. Mm-hmm. Right. Outside of the cities, they don't even really know what goes on because there's a lot of, you know. Because cities were protected by the government, yeah. but the peasants who were forced to turn over their crops to the cities by the government, yep. they had nothing left for themselves that's to th- eat. That's happening now with uh, water in California. Mm. I don't know. I, I, it's been seven years or so since I've been down there, but the drought when I was there, the cities take the water from the poor farming communities because they can vote them. They cannot vote them. They have mm-hmm. more power. I don't like to see that repeat in history. All right. Benjamin Wheeler says, Tim, love the show. Thanks for having Lily back on. With the Elon Musk hit pieces coming out alleging sexual misconduct, do you think this will somehow prevent him from acquiring Twitter? No, I think Elon has to buy Twitter now. The, the, he's bugs bunnied them, as it were. Meaning, at first he was trying to buy Twitter and everyone was like, no, no, you can't do it. 
Then all of a sudden he's like, the deal's on hold because of spam bots. And they're like, you can't quit. You have to buy it now. <laughs> it's, it's the meme. It's the meme. It's seriously, when, when, uh, the Babylon Bee wrote the article, it says, ingenious move, Donald Trump comes out in support of impeachment, <laughs> so Democrats must yeah, oppose. that's right. <laughs> Elon Musk questions buying Twitter. Now they're like, no, no, you have to buy it now. And he's like, I guess I do. <laughs> and so many people were defending, like, the worst people who are currently the owners of um, Twitter. I believe a large percent of it is owned by one of the Saudi princes. Somebody fact-checked me on that. But he came out saying, like, oh, no, I disagree with Musk trying to buy any part of Twitter. But it's like, bro, you work for one of the in one of the most corrupt countries on planet Earth, so... <laughs> Ski says, as an Alaskan, would you consider getting Sarah Palin on? She's running for Congress in Alaska this year. That would be amazing. I would love to have Sarah Palin on. Yeah. We can talk about how Tina Fey said I can see Russia from my house, and then people actually thought, thought that was Sarah true. Palin who said it. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Talk about fact-checking satire, you know? Right. Where was Snopes back then? But that, some maybe that's why Snopes does it, because they're like, there are a lot of dumb people. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, we've sort of talked about this in the show before, but the uh, study they conducted to determine that right. people were believing Babylon B was completely pseudoscientific. Right, they faked it. Yeah. They, they changed the headlines of the satire article. Yeah, yeah, to make them sound more believable. Right. They removed the jokes, oh, yeah. changed them to make them sound more believable, and then asked people if they were believable. You know, Tim, if you are aware, there are record number of Republican woman running for Congress this year. Wow. Records. With record turnout. So we're going to have a whole... Wow, think about that. The, the, the Congress will be disproportionately Republican women. Relatively, I should say. Oh, my. Well, 2018, remember, lots of Democrat women got elected. Right. And uh, so so it's like... Where the men at? Yeah, so like, uh, Testosterone's hey, dropping. Republicans are big ten too. You know, if I can run as a Chinese immigrant who come here with nothing... I'm leaving American dream. That's the best proof, right? Oh, yeah. Hey, this woman came here with nothing, couldn't even speak English. She's running for Congress. Imagine if I do when it will be historical, right? Of course, not about me. It's about my messages. It's about our country. It's about my children. Like I, I go everywhere where my children and baby pictures in my little gold locket here. Yeah. You know, I'm, I keep telling them I'm doing this for you. I'll give you a campaign update before you wrap up. Yeah, yeah. Zach... See, Goldston says, as a, uh, as a faithful next morning listener, I have to agree with chat last night. Hearing Libby talk about how she is raising her son, she is beyond a just uh, just a good mother, but should be an example for most women. On a separate but equal note, the nourishment was on display for us Shimcast fans. Love all of you. Stay classy. Stay classy, Zach. That was a very, very classy super chat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the classiest. Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, Lily is more pro-American than most politicians. Mm-hmm. That's funny. But I think when you come from CCP-controlled China to America, escaping it, you're like, this is a great place. And I think for the the uh, progressive leftist millennials who grew up here, I would love to buy anyone. You know, I've, I've made the offer to many of these progressives. I was like, I will buy you a plane ticket to one of these countries you think is doing well. Like, you want to go to Venezuela, you know, and, and talk to these people and meet them and see how they live and see what they think. I'll get you the plane ticket. Can you invite hey. AOC to debate me here? Oh, I no, she would never do that. She would never. She do would. That. She would accuse me of harassing her. Something like that. She'd be like, no, she's engaged me. today, or it came out today that she's. Oh engaged, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then if I was like, uh, if I reached out to AOC's like uh, um, campaign manager or whatever, and said we'd love to have her on the show, 
She'd tweet, Tim Pool emailed my manager trying to hit on me and ask for a date or something. <laughs> <laughs> I am engaged, Tim. <laughs> she tweets. <laughs> I just like to debate somebody, you know, if they are, you know, um, open-minded to come. Even Bill Maher said that actually more conservatives go on to his show right. uh, take his challenge. But then lots of the another side, they don't show up on his show. What I are think, they afraid of? They, they don't have argument? <laughs> I think Vosh is always interested in, in having those kinds of debates. Maybe yeah. maybe well, we can get good for him. Yeah. Maybe maybe we can get a, a leftist or progressive to come on. Maybe I, I, ideally it would be a politician. So you know we'll see. Well yeah we'll try that'd be great. Well you guys have debates against your um, who you're running against. I know it's in September when um, yeah the yeah, September thirteenth is our primary and within, uh, before the primary Republican county like uh, committees they will host uh, debates like they say I have basically one. A Republican opponent in the primary. Mm-hmm. There are primary f- five, but only one is active campaigning. That's why mm-hmm. I call myself a front runner in terms of money raised and national like a news coverage, like including YouTuber show like this. Mm-hmm. So I'm front runner. The thing is, so if I won the nomination, I heard there's only one debate or something on WMUR, which is the only TV station we have in New Hampshire to debate my Democrat mm-hmm. uh, opponent. Will there be a Republican debate? Uh, with you and their Republican, was there a Republican primary? I just wasn't sure. Yeah, Republican September thirteenth. Oh, yeah, okay. that's Republican primary. But I don't know that uh, if if the WMUR is going to host a primary debate for all Republicans or not. I was going to say Tim Cass could probably host a better debate than they can. So. Yeah, but uh, yeah. But, but they have to come here, <laughs> right? I mean, no, we have the mobile studio, but we certainly wouldn't do a debate. We could rent a, a, a venue and, and probably put something on. We'll, s- we'll have to. We we would need to hire a big production company who knows how to do stuff like that. We could do mm-hmm. it. Yeah, well, we should look into it. I I would like to encourage people to come to primary vote for me because uh, in New Hampshire, uh, anybody who's undeclared, they can come to Republican primary, take the ballot to to vote. And that way, guarantee my primary victory. Then I can go on to general, which is less than two months away after that, and to against this incumbent Democrat. She has been there for 10 years. She votes with Pelosi 98% of time. And, uh, and, and the pe- people say that this is a year for really Republican to defeat her. They tried for past 10 years. And uh, so, so I'm doing very well in terms of my messages. And thank you. They, Team cast followers, you are the best donors. After February 1st, you know, an interview, I got over a thousand donors from that show. Oh. So, so now I need to raise $150,000 by the end of this quarter. But, but uh, uh, you also went on Tucker Carlson, right? Yes, I C- did. Cer- certainly, you know, you did very well. <laughs> Actually. Did we did, did we did we beat Tucker? Well, so far from Tucker Carson's, which is only last week, last Thursday night, I got over 120 donors from from that show. But I got 1,000 from your two hours show. So I'm hoping after tonight, if 10,000 people here give me 20 bucks each, oh, I can win this. I will be the first Kennedy. And, and the first uh, Republican woman to go to Congress, but growing men in China, a communist just, country. <laughs> I'm just thinking about a, uh, a Chinese immigrant having a conversation or like, you know, speaking out against, you know, like AOC. So you have a Chinese immigrant who escaped Chinese communism speaking to a progressive leftist who's complaining about America. It's just going to be a, 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 it's going to be a sight. I will debate her, but here it is saying those not just AOC. There are ninety seven members of uh, 
Progressive Caucus members in the U.S. Congress, House of Representatives, 97. That's the biggest political caucus. They decide what kind of policies, bills yeah. they want to pass. I, I, I'm outnumbered, but you need to probably elect me and plus 10 other people like me to go there or more. <laughs> All right, let's read some more. We got Glacio says, Lily, I'm a graduate student based in Brazil, currently studying how CCP exports censorship, trying to start raising alarm in my uni about how we are following in their footsteps. Thesis might turn into a book. Is there a way I can send it to you? Oh, great. We'll, we'll, we'll keep a uh, um, um, communication there, of course, you know. And there is my website, lilytownwilliams.com. When you push the donate button and there is a mailing address, like PO box number, and you can send me to the, there, you know. Good job. Thank you for doing that. You know, Chinese Communist Party is exporting everything from China to free world. And we have to be awake to resist that. Yeah, we're yeah. having to abide by Chinese standards. If you want to make like a movie or something now and you don't want to have to change it for the United States and China, you just make it according to the Chinese standards becomes yep. the issue. So Yeah, Hollywood kind of compromise on that. Yep. It's a huge Chinese right. market, yeah. Duloc says, Hello neighbors from Martinsburg, West Virginia. I am twenty five years old, have a wife and a three year old son. I carry my gun everywhere I go. I moved here from Maryland in twenty twenty one. I refuse to live in a state that doesn't let me defend my family here here. Mm. Allison Goddard says, Goddard says, we love you all so much that we have named some of our foster puppies after you. We have Tim, Ian, Luke, Tucker, Brandon Tatum, Candace, Megan, Kristen, Kaylee, Marjorie, and Bella all up for adoption through God's dogs. I couldn't help but notice not a single Seamus. Well, listen to the thing. <laughs> That's probably the first batch of dogs where one of them didn't get named Seamus. Because nine times out of ten, when I tell someone my name, they're, oh, my friend had a dog named Seamus. Or, oh, I had a dog named Seamus all the time. That's, yeah, a, that's a funny. Actually, that's a lot of dogs. It's a good it's a, name for a dog. It's a very mm-hmm. common one, isn't it? Ooh, yeah. Yeah, get an Irish sheepdog and name him Seamus. Yeah. No, do, you do whatever you want. It's your dog, Tim. <laughs> I would, that, wouldn't that be funny if it's like, hey, Seamus. And then you, you come out and at the same time, you, you, you say what up and the dog barks at the same time, you know? Yeah, well, that's how, I mean, I can communicate with <laughs> and them. And then I'm like, oh, not you, Seamus. Hey, Seamus, did you want to go get food? Uh, also, well, it wouldn't be for, I know you'd be inviting the dog too. Um, <laughs> by the way, I love how this person, like, before they included my name, they started, like, naming the dogs after audience members. It's like a 20 person long list. What, audience members? No, no, Brandon. No, I was kidding. I, yeah, I was this... being, I, I was kidding because yeah. the core cast was naming them. There's a bunch of names that's after it. That's pretty funny, yeah. Name the dog, Seamus. <laughs> we'll have to do it. Seamus, which one? Not you. <laughs> All right, let's see. John Carranza says, Tim, need help. Been preparing to vote in the midterms, but I'm having trouble finding when and where. Know any websites that share that info from South Carolina? Find out what your district is and then go to Ballotpedia and look it up. And that should have all the information, I believe. Uh, there's probably better websites for it, but you know that's the best I can do. I mean, you probably just... Yeah, Google? Ballotpedia. Well, but it, depending on what you Google, you might get some fundraising sites yeah. or who knows. Normally, the local parties all have that information, you know. Local town, you know, they have information where to vote. Rita Ho says, Taipei Act S-1678 signed by Trump on 3-2620 allows U.S. to provide direct military aid to Taiwan. There is no such U.S. law for Ukraine. Interesting. Vic says, as a Cuban-American, it's always refreshing to hear from survivors of communism. Let's not let Taiwan become another Bay of Pigs. I'm anti-war, but weak men create hard times. Tim, God bless you, your crew, and the chickens. Especially the chickens. <laughs> Chicken City, famous. That's right. All right, let's grab some super cheats. 
All right. Comic Nut says, Tim, I'm the guy who called the rugged man weak. You're still a good guy. Also, every everyone that people in the States still have some kind of virtue, i.e. guns. And also, Miss Lily, I'm 6'5 and built like a brick house. If you need some extra muscle, just ask, and I'll keep the spies away. <laughs> oh, wow. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yes. And, and I also, lots of people are praying for me and continue to do so. And... But I could use some help. If I go to your town, I will say, hey, who is my supporter showing up here? <laughs> Marion Holtzman says, YouTube limits me to $500 a week to support opposing voices to the mainstream media. This week, it's your turn. Thank you for your interesting guests. Thank you very much. I really do appreciate it. And everybody else with the Super Chats, I really do appreciate it. Speak out against the manipulation and the lies. Woods Precision Arm says, Lily, we follow you anywhere. You kick ass from a Woods Precision Arms. Oh, good. There you go. There was a really good uh, super chat. Maybe it's at the bottom. We'll see. We'll see if I can find it. Uh, what do we have here? Hydrogen Hayes says, if we take veto-proof majority, it's time to start stripping the executive branch of authority by dissolving federal agencies, BLM, ATF, DHS, EPA, etc. Yes. Lily, would you like to repeal the NFA? National Firearms Act. Sounds like some uh, store, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, well, that I think that there's really no need for that to exist. You know, um, give back to state. It's not the federal's job. All those three-letter agencies, lots of them really are not, uh, you know, constitutional to exist in the first place. That's how our government in, at the federal level gets super big, right? It starts taking over the states. It's taking over. The, no, where is the state right? I want, I want to risk, like, like you, I love Florida governor. He really stands up for Florida. <laughs> do you think a person has a right to a, a fully automatic rifle? Do you think people should have a right to have a fully automatic rifle? I don't see why not. When you, when you fight the tyranny, you use whatever you can. I'm just worried about it. You know, there's no guarantee our government will never become tyranny. It's going that way. Yeah. The, the National Firearms Act basically makes it difficult to acquire uh, selective fire rifles that can do burst or full auto. So, and it makes it impossible to get suppressors. And it, it, it's, I mean. Repeal it, them. How about repeal all unconstitutional? Gun control laws. Which is all of them. All of them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Our rights to self-defense exist I mean, before even, any laws. <laughs> even, even Scalia said there were limits on the Second Amendment. And so I'm just kind of like, I don't know if I agree with that. That's a, that's a modern interpretation. And if we go by modern interpretations, then eventually woman won't be a real word. It'll be Wimixen. It won't be in the Constitution at all. Well, if they never lived under communism, then we have some conversations to have with those people, Right. Because I survived that. For me, it's very easy. I see things clearly. All right, we got one more. Let's read this one. BTK says, Tim, explain how the U.S. abandoning Ukraine after George H.W. Bush and Clinton signed, and you've agreed with the abandonment. Your Ukrainian friends must be proud of your view. This is actually a really good critique of me, and I accept it. There was a, there was a treaty that had to do with nuclear disarmament, and the U.S. promised to protect Ukraine in the event of aggression from a foreign nation if they chose to give up their nukes. In which case, fair point, fair point. I think the U.S. needs to stop being wishy-washy. I would have preferred if the U.S. went in with a treaty with Ukraine years ago when they were actually working, when, when, when Ukraine was actually trying to get one. And I think it would have been smarter to implement a no-fly zone before any aggression started when the Biden administration knew and had warned us. And I didn't believe it. 
So fair point, fair point. I don't, I don't know how to uh, reconcile that. I don't like the idea of the U.S. getting involved in, in Eastern Europe. But if the U.S. does have that agreement, I think we should absolutely review it. And if we are beholden to that treaty, then I think we're beholden to that treaty. Good point. I, I definitely wanted to read that one because we did talk about that before. A lot of people have brought it up, and I will stress, we told Ukraine, if you give up your nukes, we got your back. Depending on uh, what that fully meant in terms of the law, I think would uh, we would have to review, and I don't want to jump the gun too soon, but I'm I'm just very weary of the U.S. at a time of crisis and economic strife to be sending so much money overseas and potentially risking World War III. But uh, again, can I get a quick know. note on that? Treaties are treaties, but when things hit the fan and what will actually happen, I feel like are two different things. Treaties have been broken. Like we right now, we're under a NATO commitment to like cover the Baltic states, like Lithuania. Like if Russia did invade, are we willing to go to nuclear war over Estonia, Lithuania? Most people can't point these countries out on a map. And, you know, there's a deeper conversation here about what, what these treaties mean. So something to take I do, into consideration. I do, I do have well, independence friends in my town and an older woman, she told me when we had lunch together, she said, uh, I'm so stressed out. I said, what? So I'm so worried about war, nuclear war, World War Three. How about my kids, my grandchildren? Mm. And she said, how come our government is not, you know, trying the maximum, ma- you know, like uh, the way to do, you know, peace talks and negotiate, you know, sit down with uh, everybody. She's very worried. All right, we're gonna we're gonna get into that members only show, but I just want to read one from the regular checks that I, I did just notice it. And uh, where did it just go? Did they just get rid of it? Did the che- oh, there it is. Adam Gould the third says, "Nice shirt, Tim. Do they make them for men?" <laughs> <laughs> Roasted. Roasted. All right, yeah. everybody, smash that like button, subscribe to the channel, share the show with your friends. Head over to timcast.com. We're gonna have a members only show coming up at about 11, 11 or so p.m. No shows tomorrow because I have a very important business meeting. So we have to be, I have to actually fly out super early. I'm getting up at like 4 a.m. or whatever. And then I'm going to have to go fly to a, 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 a different city for, for important work. But everything will return on Monday as per usual. You can follow the show at Timcast IRL. You can follow me personally at Timcast on Instagram, Twitter, or wherever. Lily, do you want to shout anything out? Yes, I, uh, I need everybody, please, um, try your best. I know time is hard. If 10,000 people donate 20 bucks, you know, within the next two months, I can win. Please help. I need the volunteers too. If you live in New Hampshire, contact me, lilytownwilliams.com. When you go there, donate. As I said, 200 bucks. You get a signed copy for my AR-15 pictures. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Yeah, Lily, it has been fantastic to have you on as per usual. Uh, I would like to promote Freedom Tunes. It's a YouTube channel I run. We make educational cartoons, mostly political satire though. We released a cartoon today on the left, mysteriously rediscovering gender, or I'm sorry, biological sex, as abortion bans uh, have begun to occur. So go over to freedomtunes.com, put your email uh, in the little box, and when the site launches on May 30th, you will get notified. You'll also have the opportunity to uh, subscribe for extra exclusive content. Hey, everybody. I'm Alad. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I cover protests and on-the-ground report for TimCast. You could find my social media for Twitter in the description below. I'm also barely informed with Alad on YouTube and Instagram. Um, thanks for tuning in, guys. And I just want to say thank you guys again for tuning in for our time with Lily. I always enjoy everything she has to tell us, and I'm really optimistic for this race. Hopefully it's good. You guys can follow me on Twitter and Minds.com at Sarah Patchlitz as well as SarahPatchlitz.me. 
If you haven't already noticed, Pop Culture Crisis now goes live. Yes. I believe it is. What is it? Uh, Sunday through Thursday? Sunday? Sunday through Thursday. Sunday yeah. through Thursday at 3 p.m. I think so. So a little bit different from our schedule because they go Sunday through Thursday, which I, I often thought about, but they got it. And if you want to hang out and watch uh, pop culture commentary, movies, actors, drama, and all that stuff, it's youtube.com slash popculturecrisis. Check them out. It's, uh, it's the, the latest show, one of our late, uh, one of the shows we've launched over at timcast.com and now on YouTube. And we will see you all over at timcast.com. Thanks for hanging out. Bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.